You guys want to see my milk collection? Maybe later, Frank. I collect the milk. Frank, we got some going on right now. I got two percent. Frank, uh, I got we'll, skim. I've got this two we'll percent we'll from nineteen seventy-eight. It's really cool. <laughs> Frank, we'll, we'll talk about this later. We got. We kind of have Mike's hot right now. It's, Back then, it was a only time. a percent and three quarters. <laughs> good time, Frank. Frank, please put him away. Put him back in the fridge. Frank. Stop. This is a podcast where four best friends talk about board games, video games, and not doing podcasts for a while. I'm Dan. I'm Ritter. I'm Rainy. And I'm Kyle. First try, bitches! First nice. try. I'm so proud of you. I did it. Hey. Hi, guys. Hey. Hi. We haven't pod in a while. Yeah, you guys might notice that uh, we went a few weeks out releasing one. We were at Origins the first week, which we will talk about later. But also, just uh, we had some schedule conflicts. You know, we're all working adults. We all got... Stuff going on, gotta see family, stuff like that. But yeah, we are back. Complain, we'll fight you. We'll all fight you. We will fight you. We, we will combine and fight Somebody you. Somebody has to care enough to complain, first of all. <laughs> oh, I mean, true. Yeah. Self-burn. But we're back. We're bigger, we're better than ever. We're full of breakfast. We're not any bigger than we were. I mean, I'm bigger. I just ate five pieces of toast. That's like half a, <laughs> that's half a loaf of bread there. That's almost <laughs> half a loaf of bread. So I'm, I'm bigger. I'm better. Are there 12 I'm slices toastier. of bread? In a loaf of bread? No, there's definitely more than 12 Depends slices. Depends on the size of the loaf of bread. Just your bog standard loaf of bread. Like, you go to Kroger's, you get the Kroger brand loaf of bread. It makes sense if there is 12 slices. No, or 14, because the two heels don't count as full slices. I say 15 mm. or 17, because there's, there's always a heel left at the end. If we're not Good. counting heels, though, it makes sense if there's 12. I'm telling you, I just made 12 pieces for us, and there's still probably about 8 slices left in that bag. That's a lot of bread. Yeah. I don't know why. I always just thought, yeah, bread, of course, 12 slices. Nah, it's way too little. It's probably mm. about 20 slices. Oh. Damn, you're probably right. Yeah. Welcome to Bread Talk. Bread Talk. <laughs> I eat so much bread. I, can, I lose all control with bread. I've definitely eaten so much bread that I've thrown up on more than one occasion. <laughs> As a grown woman, <laughs> this is not child rainy. This is like <laughs> last month rainy. I just do that shit. <laughs> Hold on. I don't I don't see the I like bread. I don't see the fascination. In bread? In bread with no stuff that makes the bread good. Butter makes the bread good. Because Butter again, does. much like lasagna is the vessel by which to get ricotta cheese to your face. Bread <laughs> is the vessel by which to get meat and ketchup and mustard and mayonnaise and cheese and roast beef and turkey. Ham Swiss cheese is usually good. That Jimmy John's sriracha, mustard. Jimmy mustard. <laughs> nah, I uh, I actually don't like sandwiches. I hate uh, sandwich meat. So, like deli meat, I don't like it. Open-faced turkey? Oh, sandwich? man, a good open-faced sandwich. I don't like deli meat, so the only sandwich I really eat is like grilled cheese. Burgers. Burgers uh, is I, a kind I of sandwich. I guess that's a sandwich. I'm thinking more like actual, like... Sandwiches you make at home with like a loaf of bread. You don't have to like burgers are like something else. Yeah, you could have like uh, what's that chicken or tuna salad? I don't like tuna salad. Really? Yep. 
Shame. Egg no, you can take a chance if you name a food. Rainy doesn't like it. I eat like 10 things. I get it. I know. It's <laughs> awful. I didn't choose this tongue. The tongue chose me. You just got to force the tongue to like the things that I you don't like. cannot. I have a very, like, my tongue is wired to my gag reflex, and the second I taste anything it doesn't like, I'm. it makes me throw up. It's like, oh, is that a cooked onion? <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> listeners. <laughs> Sorry, R.I.P. Headphone listeners. <laughs> like it's, just, it's not a fan. I, it knows what's up. It know, the tongue knows. Does anybody listen to a podcast without headphones on? Like in the car. I yeah. listen to yeah, podcasts without headphones on. Okay, I wasn't counting in a car, I well, guess, but like if I'm working from home, I won't have headphones in. There's yeah. no reason to. If I'm just chilling alone in my bedroom, like. I'll, I won't have headphones in. My my computer has really good sound on it, so I just blare up the sound. Yeah. I am never not wearing headphones at a computer or if I am listening to something. So I'm much like... so that if I get up from my chair and I don't have my headphones on, there is a phantom reflex that goes to take my headphones off before I realize that I didn't actually have them on. Hmm. Well, I don't like wearing headphones in my own home. I don't like it. It stresses me out. I feel like... As soon as I put headphones on in my own home, it's going to just be that murderer, like, sneaking up on me. And it's like, haha, she can't hear me. Like, I will not wear headphones in my own home. The are, only are time the I murderers wear them is in work. your mind, like, 1910, like, throw the damsel on the train with the curly mustache bad guys? Like, nah, that no, dame can't hear me. No, I don't know if they use dame in 1910. Here's what I always <laughs> think of. There was a story not long ago. It was a news story about a guy who was working in his office at home and he had, he was, no, he was playing games in his home office, like video games on That's his computer. That's not what office is for. Hey, you know, <laughs> he was like chilling, playing games, had his headphones in and during a lull in the music, he heard like a cry and downstairs, his wife was being assaulted by a dude who had broken into their home and had been for a while and he had no idea because he had his headphones in and couldn't hear her screaming or anything until that like one lull in the video game music. And anytime I go to put headphones in my ears, I'm like, remember that guy? And I'm like, I can't. I only wear them at work. It's like a like three million and one chance of that. Do you understand that I am a beacon of stress, stressing about every possible bad scenario 24-7. Anyway, hey guys, uh, so we have missed a lot to talk about, so I think we should do a quick thing about E3 first, right? Because we missed that. We don't have a lot to say on E3, just a few things we're excited about, so should we start out just like with that? Or did you have a whole itinerary thing you got going on there? I got no plans. Oh, okay. Well, I'll say that I am unbelievably excited for Animal Crossing. Like, uh, I've always been a big fan of Animal Crossing. I had to abandon my last one because I stopped playing it for like a month and I knew that the animals would judge me so hard if I ever came back. You again. So I just couldn't go back. I just couldn't. But with the new Switch, I am uh, rejuvenated. I'm ready to rebuild a deserted island in my image. I am ready for the new clothing options. They have long sleeve shirts now. They uh, the pupils move. Sheeps can wear shirts, which is new. Like, I'm hype. I'm full hype for that game and that game in particular. Nothing else matters to me but Animal Crossing. Not even Pokemon Sword and Shield. Oh. <laughs> you know, you instantly got me. So, I, uh, was that a D three? I it might have been. So about Pokemon Sword and Shield. Mm-hmm. They don't have a full dex. That is true. Yep. So I'm kind of meh on it now. I don't know. A lot of controversy surrounding that. I 
Don't care. Really, it actually, you know, it doesn't affect me at all because I haven't played a Pokemon game since Yellow. Yeah, it doesn't Precisely bother me. my point. Yeah, and also again, like it's like it's a different area, so I feel like it's a little bit more realistic that the whole Dex isn't in there because like a different area has different animals and shit. Like you're not gonna like go to like Britain and be like, now time to get a tiger or something now, like if that. Now dude's not in it. Well, I mean, it makes That's sense if, like, instant pass for me. not every single Pokemon shows up in the wild, of course. Yeah. But the not having the capability of just bringing a Pokemon over from another game to this one. I guess. I, I feel like I can it see makes how people little... be annoyed about it with people that have collected all the Pokemon up to this point. I, I agree, but at the same time, I feel like it makes it more fair as well, because there were a lot of people who, like, there was a dude who had, like, seven level 100 shinies of the same legendary Pokemon, just where he had, like hacked shit and could just put it in like the bank and like transfer it to whatever game he wanted. Hmm. He literally just like gave me one for free and I was just a stranger fucking around on like the pokey trade in like a uh fucking sun and moon. So like he had them to spare. But also like I I have a problem with the main thing that people are saying it's out of like pure laziness right now, which I don't think is the case. I heard like one of the guys who like worked on the game, was working so hard on this game that he had, like, a stress-induced breakdown and was, like, in the hospital for a bit and everything. Like, so, like, I feel like they're working pretty hard on it. I don't think it's just because they're like, I don't know, I just don't feel like it. That's a lot of Pokemans they animate. Yeah, it is. It is a lot of Pokemans. I appreciate they're putting in the work. There are a lot. There's only one correct Pokemon. Sobble. Geodude. You're wrong, it's Sobble. (laughs) Geodude could beat up Sobble. That's not true. Sobble has tears more powerful than a hundred onions. Do you think there's a freak out there? Jujude's got them rocky hands. Do you think there's a freak out there? Oh, there's definitely a freak out there. There's a freak out there. There's 100% a freak out there. It's like, this checks all my boxes. (laughs) Every one of them. Just basically a head with two arms attached to it made of rock. Hello. Don't kink shame. (laughs) (laughs) Don't yuck on somebody else's yum. So, uh, what games are you guys excited for, or any other high points in E3? Uh, the Keanu Reeves Everywhere system's in full effect. Oh, Cyberpunk. So, okay. Bre- you're breathtaking. If you could watch the hour-long Cyberpunk gameplay trailer from, I believe, E3, or gameplay, not trailer, it's just like an hour of gameplay, mm-hmm. from E3 last year, this trailer is big-ass spoilers for it. There are so many spoilers. Yeah, I yeah, honestly I've never seen kept so many spoilers in a trailer for a previous trailer. Ugh. But uh, I don't know. I'm kind of mad on the Keanu Reeves Everywhere system. I feel like if your game needs to reach out to have like a celebrity cameo, it's. I mean, it's CG Project Red, so they're, it's going to be a fantastic game. But I don't know if they needed Keanu Reeves. I agree with the whole like I'm we're using a celebrity just for like celebrity sake. But also, God, do I love that boy? He's, He's such a good, a good boy. boy. He say he gives away all his money to people. He's such a good boy. He's such a sweet man, a good man. So I agree in general, but man, just like I have a soft spot in my heart for Keanu Reeves. Thank you, Keanu Reeves. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for all that you do. But I don't know. My general feeling for E3s are just like, don't ask questions. Don't think. Get excited for next product. Yeah, I really don't one. watch it. I just kind of get like the highlights off of it off of social media sites. I see the two trailers I want to see, and I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah, all that all that really caught my attention this year was Animal Crossing, honestly. Borderlands three, that's mine. Borderlands three, Borderlands 3 Monster Hunter Iceborne, and 
Good God. My, my favorite one, <laughs> I can't remember long. the name. Hollow Knight Silk oh. Song. Silk Song. That's oh, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, Vampire in the Masquerade had a couple more trailers. Didn't actually say anything about them. Um, I'm not sure if they were at E3, but they definitely released a bunch of like little gameplay teaser trailers. It's weird. Okay. So the original Vampire Masquerade is all about like, you know, the industrial metal scene of like the nineties, big huge bondage pants, like nice. neon hair. You know what I mean by bondage pants, it's like the big baggy pants with the little straps yeah. on them. Oh yeah, I absolutely know what you mean. Like girls in corsets with like purple hair. Yeah. All that all that edgy shit that was fantastic back then. Fantastic. But now I'm like look fantastic. Now looking at this trailer, <laughs> it's like there's like this nerdy little hipster dude's like I'm going to introduce you to vampirism. And it's just like, it's weird. It's weird how that was such a thing of the time. And then they updated it. And I'm sure it's going to be good. I'm not sure why I'm kind of weirded out by it, though. Because I was expecting, like, walking in and it'd be like, Underworld or or Blade. But it's just... Times be changing. Times what is they it, are game? changing. Yeah. Okay, I didn't. I haven't heard of this yet. Yeah, I yeah, it's a uh, RPG. Um, it's based off of what Savage Worlds. Remember Gunman's campaign? I never actually participated. Yeah, so it, it's based know. off that system. Vampire Masquerade is also its own like role playing. Yeah, game it, too. it uses um, it uses uh, at least the tabletop pen and paper one used uh, Savage World. No, not Savage Worlds. World of Darkness. World of Darkness. Uses okay. World of Darkness. Yeah. I'm not mm-hmm. sure if this one's going to use it too, because the previous one for PC, the previous actual computer game, used it. Oh man, it was so edgy. I loved it. I miss, <laughs> I miss early 2000s, eight nine, late eight, 90s edge. Never really grew out of that face. I did. Is that what grunge <laughs> is? I never heard that defined. Grunge is like early 90s. Um, Think of uh, Nirvana. Yeah, uh, a lot like of flannel, a, a lot of like torn up jeans. Yeah, ripped jeans, a band t shirt under some flannel long hair, kind of like look nerdy, but like dirty nerdy. Yeah, it's pretty dirty, dirty. nerdy. Yeah. Dirty nerdy? <laughs> dirty nerdy. Ritter, you got anything from E3 that you saw that you were excited for? Uh, not 100%, no. Uh, I will play the Final Fantasy VII thing when it comes out. That'll oh, be yeah. pretty good. I think I'm interested to see how much it stretches out the Midgard section because they're saying that this first one that they're putting out is just Midgard, which, in my opinion, I thought that was kind of like your tutorial because you don't even get to a world map until you're out of Midgard. I'm yeah. pretty sure. I seem to remember that being your first instance of like, all right, you're free to go now. Is getting out of there, getting out. Uh, the the chase scene that happens when yeah. they're escaping from whatever the heck that thing is called the mega re- not the I want to say sector seven but that's not right it's sector something is it sector seven's from Blaze Blue no I have no idea what it was called it's Shinra that's it Shinra headquarters they're busting out of and you get the world map and you're like all right here you go play the game so that if that entire thing is just that i want to see what they stretch out or what they add to it it might be like a 20 or 30 hour game they might not do a full-fledged like you're saying 20 to 30 hour is not a full-fledged game well not a full-fledged final fantasy final fantasy logic i mean like when you're talking about the final fantasy you're talking about like 
you know, a nice 120-hour romp. I don't know. I don't think people have time for that anymore. Like I don't. <laughs> it makes a lot more sense to have it be like Final Fantasy X and something that you can get through quick if you want to, but you have the option to go do other side quests and stuff like that and pad out your experience for the game. So, that being said, I think the combat looks good. It, it, I think it's, the... Um... It's kind of, they're using 15's combat a little bit. It's most likened to 15, but the ability to switch and control other characters is something that I think 15 sorely missed when it first came out. I have not played 15 since it came out, and I know they released DLC episodes of all kinds of things where you specifically play as other characters, but I do not know, I would have to check, if there is a way to freely switch between what character you're controlling at any given time. Because I don't think there is. I'm sure somebody probably put a mod out for PC that does that, though. I'm Yeah, but unmodded, I mean, I don't yeah. think the game supports, like, I'm playing as Noctis, and a uh, Prompto's over here. I'm going to switch to him, do this skill, and go back to Noctis. Or that I'm going to go shoot Noctis up onto a high pole, and then switch over to Gladio, and smash someone, and then back to Noctis, and come down and hit someone. Because that's what I think. Or if I just want to go in every single fight as Gladio. Or, you know, just play the whole game as him because I want to be a big sword berserker guy. The Gladio Everywhere system. Yeah. <laughs> and that cool. appeals to me in the fact that it looks like you can just be running around as Cloud, but if you want to play as Barrett through, like, a section, that seems like it'll be an option. Because right. a lot... Let's be honest. You would just pick Barrett the entire time, right? Cloud's kind of a loser. No, I like Cloud. Oh, he's good. Sanchez. He has a sword. Barrett got gun arm, though. <laughs> yeah, he is. He's a good daddy. He, he's good daddy. arguably a terrible father. Not as bad as... He just leaves his daughter <laughs> like to watch the bar. You don't have to be a good father to be a good daddy. Oh. <laughs> he's I, got uh... that gun arm. I'm sure there's different attachments to it. <laughs> For her pleasure. Not his daughter's pleasure. No, oh, no. I gotta hurry. Oh, no, I gotta hurry. Oh, oh, no. Wait a second. Cut that out. Wait a sec. Uh, Abort. The, the royal Whoa. her. Not specifically her. Okay, what's this, what's this phenomenon with people referring phenomenon. to the royal? Like, what does that mean? That it means a general kind of like, it's like a, the royal you is like a you plural, like all of you, like the listeners, you, all of you listeners, as opposed to like you specifically, Todd. You. See, I thought. Hey, Todd. It was you. the opposite of that. I thought if you said, we don't do that, the royal we meaning specifically I don't do that. No. I've never heard the term royal used this way ever. It's oh. only been recently that I feel like I've heard it in two or three videos on YouTube that I've been watching. I'm like, where is this term coming from? Why is it suddenly popping up? Because that was how I interpreted it, was that it means specifically that. It did not hey, mean any listeners out populace. there with the... Uh... With the answer to this dilemma, please contact us at yeah. tabletopcast at, wait, tablestopcast. No, absolutely not. Tablestopcast at gmail.com. That's tablestopcast at gmail.com. Yeah, no, uh, <laughs> from my understanding, it is, uh, the general kind of overall you or general overall them kind of thing as opposed to like a specific person kind of separates, uh, singular you from plural you. I in guess. a fun way, in a way that makes you feel like fancy. Fancy. Hmm. Fancy. I think that's all 
I had about E3. Oh, yeah. you guys want to get into the, the very big one. Oh, what am I? Baldur's Gate 3. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't see anything about it, so you got to tell me. Uh, you tell I just, me. I just saw the trailer. Tell us. I, I think it was just a trailer. Just a trailer. I hope it's isometric. Ah. I hope it's just... Because uh, Baldur's Gate, the original, used, I think, second edition. Because there was still like a Thacko score. Oh. And it was isometric, and it was great, and I didn't understand anything because I played it when I was like ten. See, I'm a Baldur's Gate poser because I don't know anything about the original Baldur's Gate games. I just know that everybody just loves them. It's D and D, D and D, and everything. So I just I, I like I like more Lords of Waterdeep too. So yeah, that's yeah. same world, yeah. same shattered realms, scattered realms, sacred realms, whatever that sure. D and D world, realms. forgotten realms, forgotten realms. Yep. Yeah, that trailer just got me hooked a lot though. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was such a good trailer. Mm-hmm. The illithid like coming up from the down from the sky and the big like what are those called like the nautiloid things tentacle boys uh, they had a name for them I don't remember it was like a giant nautilus looking thing coming from the sky and then one dude turns into a a mind flayer yeah tentacle oh, us it's cool should, should look at it if you have a chance to mind flayer mind flayer <laughs> <laughs> so I think I think that's E three E yeah. three wrap up just like that just like that yeah hey Kyle. Hey, what's up? What you been up to? Me? Oh. I don't see any other Kyles here. Start in. Hmm. Wait, what? That was a weird order to start in. We gotta oh, mix man. it up. We always right, mix it up. Dang. Always yeah. mix it up. Yeah. Uh, I feel like we should talk about... You wanna talk about Origins? Or you wanna talk about... No, Let's later. talk about Origins it's, after Haps. That's after later. Haps, okay. okay. What is wrong with you? I don't know how we're doing these things. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> oh, uh, you and I recently played Amnesia together. We did. I uh, introduced Kyle to Amnesia, a very classic horror game. Kind of, I would arguably say, and I might uh, get flack for this, but I would arguably say it was the creator of the genre of, like, you have this thing that dem- that you need for a light source or something like that, and you need to get stuff to continue powering it. You see that return in like Outlast with the video camera that needs batteries, and you see it return in a lot of the games that need a flashlight where you need to find batteries. But I feel Amnesia really started that with like the lantern that needs oil to light, and it is directly correlated to your sanity if you're stuck in the darkness for too long, which is directly correlated to your health and how you experience the game and everything. So I feel like it really started that uh, genre of that. And also, it's a pretty old game, and it held up super well. Yeah, it's a very old game. Uh, it's been a long time since it came out it the time really I actually played good, it. It looked though, didn't it? It was like, like, what, 2008 was, or something? I have no idea. But I was uh, genuinely surprised by how good the graphics still held up. Like, we were playing it on my computer, but we had the computer hooked up to the TV, and he was using an Xbox 360 controller. So we were basically just consoling it, pretty much. And uh, it looked really good on our TV. So what do you think of it? I mean, I'm not even, I'm not really all that big on horror stuff, but I really liked it, actually. It was was a fun experience. Yeah. What do you think of, like, the, uh, the kind of, like, you are not supposed to fight back in any way, shape, or form kind of style of horror game. I I had been thinking about game like trying to find a game that was like that, so it was actually cool to see one that had actually used that mechanic before. And uh, the sanity meter was pretty cool too. Yeah. Where you had to you had to keep a light source going, or you uh, that you had another second health bar you had to keep up essentially. Yeah. To to try to keep your sanity up. Otherwise, it like really fucked with your controls. Like at some point, your sanity got really low, and the screen was real blurry. And any movement you did, like flung your character around, and it was hard mm. to move and stuff like that. Mm. It legitimately 
terrifying moments with the monsters and stuff. They, yeah. The sound design was great. Yeah, definitely. You hear that low rumbling, and then like the 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 creepy music that starts very very low whenever a monster is like sort of nearby and it just gets louder and louder and deafening whenever it's close to you. Oh, yeah, very you good. Hiding in cabinets. I had hid in a cabinet once. I never got. I didn't hide in cabinets as much as I would like to, though, because I practiced a lot. <laughs> he did practice. <laughs> at just, the beginning. just in real life, you're just like, hiding it here. <laughs> like at the beginning of the game, I was like, "Oh man, you can open these cabinets up. I, you're gonna be hiding in them. I know it. I gotta get good." Because trying to trying to use mouse controls on a gamepad, it's very hard. Yeah. <laughs> like is, trying is to it like the mouse wheel that opens and closes the cabinets. Yeah, like you like the, it's very very specific on where you click at to open one of the three drawers and if you're a millimeter up you'll open that second drawer for the third time in a row (laughs) (laughs) there's a lot of stuff that you can interact with in the game too i kind of forgot just like how much you can pick up like every like of those little tiny like decorations on a shelf or the chairs or stuff like that you could just pick up and fling around like and Kyle spent a lot of time just picking up chairs and flinging them around the room like a madman. It was halfway through the game, though, that I realized you could actually push the objects away from you with a specific button. Oh. And, like, there was a there's a button you could use to just throw things in front of you. I was, like, twirling my body around to try to get some momentum to throw a chair across the room. And <laughs> it, it, it was like, wait, I thought they were... She, she was telling me, like, wait, I thought I saw a Let's Play where you could, like, throw the chair in a straight line across from you. I would, like, start pressing every button on the gamepad, then one made it fling across the room, like... God dang it! That would have been, so, yeah, been so helpful later. We needed like a to throw a rock at like a chain that was really high above us, and he was trying so hard <laughs> to get the momentum. He was just like, "Oh god!" and it would like barely go anywhere. And eventually, I was like, "There's something we're doing wrong here." <laughs> Following through with the motion of actually throwing the chair in the game. Amnesia really is one of those classic games. I feel like most of the people that listen to this will already know what it is, but you know, it's a man who wakes up. Uh, with amnesia in this like very dilapidated castle and there's monsters in there that you cannot fight you only have to run away from and hide from and you're finding kind of notes that are from your previous self before you got amnesia that kind of tell a story along the way as well as notes from other people that once dwelled in this castle and everything and uh, it's pretty made very clear and apparent in the very beginning of the game that you're trying to hunt down this guy named Alexander who's like in the inner sanctum of the castle to kill him because of some very deep wrong he has done to you. And But you don't know anything else of why, who he is, what happened or anything like that. And you have to discover that along the way. It's a really enjoyable game. Definitely an old classic. They have a sequel that I don't think did well, that was like called Machine for Pigs, but a very classic older name for game. A band. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like a lot of people would mod that game and everything is pretty mod compatible with stuff like that. One made like someone made like a My Little Pony horror version of the of game. Course. Of course. Of course, yeah. There's a My Little Pony version there of the game. There should be an internet rule like if the game is moddable, there is a My Little Pony mod for it. Yeah. If there is a piece of media anywhere on the internet, there is a Sonic the Hedgehog form of it. And there is a My Little Pony form of it. Sometimes both at once. It's like really like the monsters are replaced with like gored up, bleeding, bloody, gouged eye out ponies that like follow you around with chains on them and everything. So that's a thing, I guess. I mean, that is pretty scary. If I turned around and saw like eyeless Fluttershy covered in like blood coming after me, I would probably freak out. Is that a pony name? Yeah, it is a pony name. (laughs) Shutterfly? Isn't that like a company that makes like prints of pictures? It's Fluttershy. Oh. <laughs> not, not Shutterfly? No. Oh. 
Yeah, that that being like the only other horror game I'd played other than Dead Space, which is one of my favorites still. I don't know. Uh, I guess I would consider Dead Space a horror game. Oh, but... Dead Space is absolutely horror. Like especially the first yeah. one. Yeah. Well, but, I, I just, I don't know, I associate horror with I don't have any power to stop the evil around me, I just have to survive. No, there's I guess a lot that of is also Dead Space. Fight. Yeah, Dead Space, you have mining tools and that's those pretty much it. babies. Oh, the babies. I still think about those babies. The ones that were the worst for me were the uh, the stalkers in the second game. I'm trying to remember which one. The beak things that would hide around corners. Yeah. They made the were... most horrific what? noises. Oh, my God. <laughs> Every time I got into a room with those things, I start hearing like that echoing, howling scream. I like started turning down the, the volume <laughs> on the TV like, I can't I can't hear this right now. So this is a theme of our podcast, but god damn, why does EA have to ruin everything good? Yeah. Dead Space was two really good games. Yeah. It really is a theme of our podcast. I uh, actually deleted Anthem off my PS4 the other day because I needed room for a Fallout 76 update. <laughs> but RIP Anthem. Like, I was like, they're never going to do anything else with this. I've wasted so many hours just grinding through the same exact strongholds trying to get good loot for a big update that will never come. So, I have to put it to rest. R.I.P. Yeah. Anthem. I know. Yeah, this is good to experience another horror game. Yeah, have you done anything else? Uh, yeah, like, uh, when I wasn't playing An- uh, Amnesia with you, I was playing uh, Bastion by myself yeah. on Switch. It was, uh, I know that's an older game, I think it was like 2011, but... It's great I'm starting game. to get into the, I'm starting to get into the swing of playing a lot of indie games after I experienced that horrible, horrible experience of Anthem. I kind of, <laughs> kind of like dipping into the uh, indie scene and trying to see what's out there. And I've got like a list of Bastion's... 20 different indie games I want to play at this point. Bastion was like at the top of it. It was good. It's it was so good. good. Did you yeah. beat it? I beat it, yep. Yeah, I yeah. beat it too. Didn't it was... take too long, but man, it was an enjoyable ride. Yeah, it, it wasn't, wasn't too long of a game, but man, it felt like it was just, just the right amount of length for what, what kind of game it was. It was real enjoyable. Yeah. The so narration you're... was like my favorite part about that game. Just mm-hmm. hearing, um, uh, I can't remember his name. It's not Zolf. Zolf was the other dude. Uh, whatever. The old, the old white haired dude who narrates yeah. the whole thing. Just, just hearing him throughout the entire thing, just narrating your every step. That's, that's my favorite part about it. It was real cool. Well, you need to move on to Transistor next. Yeah. Transistor? It is same team question mark. Uh, and it, I don't know, it doesn't play exactly like Bastion, but you know what, I'm going to say, yeah, I think it is the same team. It is also somewhat narrated, where you are this, the first opening scene shows you on a motorcycle uh, with this big green glowing sword. Okay. And the whole time you're playing through the game, the green glowing sword is talking to you. Huh. Because you're like this singer chick who lost her voice. Oh. Yeah, the only thing the sword calls you is red. You got red hair, and Ariel? there's some relation. It is somewhat similar to or reminiscent of like Little Mermaid hmm. in that way. But the way that fights play out is it's all pathed. It's path. so, and you choose actions. You like say, okay, for this second, you get to see like how the whole fight is going to kind of try and play out. Where a certain enemy is going to go this way and a certain enemy is going to go this way. So you path like, I walk this far, dash to this, use this attack, this attack, back away, dash to this, use this attack, and then play the whole thing. And if you don't like it, you go back and be like, well, that didn't work. Let's play that again. Why does that make me think of uh, Into the Breach? Yeah, it's kind of like Into the Breach in that you... Into the Breaches. You, um... Oh, you didn't play it? No, it was the, uh, it's like the turn-based strategy game that was on the Switch. 
It was like mechs versus giant aliens. You get to pick like all of your attacks and movements and stuff, and then once you're done, all of the enemies move in like the set path. I don't know if that's the same thing. Uh, just... No, this you can play it in real time if you want, but I would say the main thing to do with it is plan out a strategy. Like I don't think that would work nearly as well on the boss fights. But uh, I'm gonna do some digging on that while I find mm-hmm. out for sure. I, I took a, took a note of it so I could look it up later. But the uh, I've already got the second game downloaded that we're gonna be playing through next, and that's um, uh, Baba is you. Yes, we played some levels of that actually yeah. uh, together uh, a couple days ago, yesterday. Yeah, a couple days ago. I'm not sure. Yeah, it was a uh, it's it's a very weird puzzle game. You play as like this little rabbit sheep thing, Baba. And when you start out on a puzzle level, there are blocks of words around the, the level. And almost always you always start out with Baba is you. And you can move the, the words around to where if you move Baba or you away from the, the line that connects that says Baba is you, you won't be Baba anymore and you can't move and you have to restart the level. And there's a bunch of words around there that will have, like, if there's a rock, there'll be a rock somewhere on the level, the word rock. And it could be, like, rock is push. And if you if you push the rock around, if you put push the word push out of the way, you can't push the rock anymore. Yeah. You, just, you just walk right over the rock. And it's, it sounds simple, but once you, you start adding like a bunch of stuff like like wall is stop, you can move stop out of the way, move through walls, or you can make wall is you, and you're the, all of the walls on the level, <laughs> and you can move the entirety of the of the, the walls around. It's it really messes with your mind after a bit. Like, there's a couple puzzles that we got stuck on that we have no idea what to do. There was one we literally just gave up on, and we were like, one day, maybe we'll be smart enough to come back to this. <laughs> it's a lot. Like, there will be sometimes words that aren't connected as well scattered throughout the level, like, key is over here, and then there's an is over here, and then there's, like, uh, open over here, and then there's one that says push over here, and you have to kind of, like, connect them in a very specific order. And you might have to bounce back from being Baba and a rock in order to be able to push things around or get the Baba or the rock in a certain area. It's it's definitely a very much more complex than I thought it would be puzzle game. Mm-hmm. But it's very enjoyable as well along the same path. It's very fun kind of sitting there brainstorming, trying to figure out how the fuck to move these words around and how to combine them to get through the level. The thing that messes with my mind the most is when you change the properties of an object to be something else. So, like, there were, there were a bunch of times where, uh, like, oh, you can make Baba is Rock and Baba is you, and you can, like, set those off of one another. And I was like, okay, if I make Baba is Rock, then I can move this rock over here. And we put Baba is Rock, Baba turns into a rock, and you can't move the rock anymore because you Baba is you, not Rock is you. So I'm like... So you, you need I, to be Rock. I could feel the smoke coming out of my ears where the, the hamster is just, like, <laughs> turning the wheel a million miles an hour. I'm like, come on. Yeah, like... Get your mind around this, man. One specific in- instance is, like, <laughs> there was, like, a key and a flag on a level. And what you needed to do was make the key, like, be able to open a door. But he did key is flag. So the key turned into a flag. And then he tried to do key is open... But of course, it could not make the key open because keys no longer existed on the level. He had turned every key into a flag. Yeah, even if you move the not... words out of the way of like key is flag, and you, you put key is flag, and then move flag out of the way, the fl- the flags still stay there. The key doesn't revert back. It just is a flag now. He's That's already it. been made into a flag. You have changed the property of the key into flag, and he just couldn't wrap his mind around. He turned Baba into a crab at some point, and then made crab, crab is defeat. <laughs> And then 
instantly so lost we the instantly level. lost because we were crabs. <laughs> crab is the feet. Yes, it was bad. It was so funny because there was like a lane to where you had to push the word up to something is win because almost every level you have to make an object is win. Yeah. And there's a few of them you can make Baba is win and you just instantly win because you're Baba and you win. But there was another one that was like you have to push a word up to make something win and the only way to do that was to get by the words Baba is which is like put back in a corner where you can't move it and if you needed the word crab was the only one you could move and if you try to move it up through that lane baba turns into a crab and you just you're just a crab and you lose the level <laughs> <laughs> so that one took us a long time it's it if you have any interest in it you can look up a trailer to see how it works because in the trailer they show what like how the puzzles work and how you move the words around because yeah. it it might be a little hard to visualize with us just explaining the words Baba is and Rocket really End and difficult to explain. I think I've yeah. seen somebody play that the crab level. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's it's a ton of fun though. It's just I've never seen a game like it before. It's just so cool to see a puzzle game like it's almost like coding, it seems. Yeah. There's like a lot of if and 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 uh is statements everywhere. You just kinda have to rearrange things under the right pattern, but that I feel like I'm gonna get a lot of enjoyment out of that. It's like fifteen bucks on, on Switch too. And a good 15 bucks. Yeah, yeah. I think the the next game I'm going to play after that coming up, coming up is uh, Axiom Verge. It's a it's a, another Metroidvania kind of thing. Oh, uh, okay. That's got really good reviews. I got to check that out. Metroidvanias are some of my favorite types of types of games out there too. Think about picking up Bloodstain? Uh no, it's a little too expensive. Yeah, I was going to wait a bit too. Yeah, I think I feel like if I wanted to go and play a Castlevania game, I'd play one of the old Castlevania games I would play cuz I actually never played Symphony of the Night. And that's like a classic one. So I think the only other thing I'm playing right now is uh, I I downloaded a ROM of Metroid Fusion, one of my favorite games I've ever played. Nice. And, uh, it's been years since I played it, so I wanted to go pl- go through and play it again. I mean, by download ROM, you mean legally purchased the game and is playing it on its original system. Yes, yes, I downloaded a legally purchased copy of Metroid Fusion <laughs> uh, for GBA. I even bought a GBA and off of eBay, a GBA cartridge and everything. That's dedication. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the... Yeah, the other things besides uh, games was that uh, there was a couple of Magic sets that came out ever since we, we got together, and I played a uh, pre-release of one the other day. Up well. uh, but uh, was that Friday? Yeah, uh, it was Friday, yeah. I saw you. You did? Yeah, we passed by each other around oh, really? like 6 o'clock. Oh, cool, yeah. In Wellsburg? Yeah. I was like, Kyle, what are you doing? Oh, it is Kyle. Yeah, I was uh, going to Fallensby to play, actually, because I'd never been to the, the shop in Fallensby, and the, their air conditioner was broke. Oh. And it was god-awful. <laughs> and right next door is a Chinese place, and yeah. they're kind of... They had the doors open on either side of the shop, but oh boy, did I sweat a lot. I've only been in their shop since they, because they used to be in Wellsburg. Yeah, I played a uh, pre-release once and when they were in Wellsburg, but I hadn't been there since they moved. And I and, wonder uh, if other Dan was there. I don't know. It was a lot of fun, though. New sets, new sets pretty good. The core sets are normally frowned upon by a lot of people because they're very underpowered, made to get new people into the game. Yeah. But they made this one to where it's it's pretty powerful and it's also simple enough to get people into the game, but they got a lot of cool stuff in it still. So I I got a big kick out of playing it. That was it was like it was a good enjoyment. Big still based in Dominaria? Hmm? Still based in Dominaria? Uh no. It's just the the core sets are just kind of all around the place. They don't have any specific plane they take place in. It's just cards from all over magic just in one thing. I see. All around magic statues crumble for me. <laughs> Speaking of magic, actually, there's well, one last thing I wanted to bring up was that they're coming out with a uh, Magic the Gathering show on Netflix at some point. And really? The, the Russo brothers, those guys that directed Avengers Endgame, are directing it. Who's it going to follow? Like Jace or Planeswalker? Or uh, like Chandra's on the cover of it, so I'm guessing it's going to follow like Chandra and the Gatewatch or something. But right. I'm not entirely sure. So That's yeah. the only like 
coherent storyline that I know of. Oh, the th- uh, the Brothers War, like back in the old days of Magic? That oh, was a good storyline, though. Or whatever. I right? didn't even play back then. I've just like read some stuff about it. That was a fantastic storyline. Like, whenever they're, the they're going up light. against Phyrexia and Yawgmoth and everything. Yeah. I think that's the something of the Weatherlight, Gerard of the Weatherlight. Mm-hmm. Yep. They fought some other the completionist? dude, too. They fought the Completionist? They did not fight the Completionist. <laughs> well, yeah. It was, yeah, you know what I mean. That's uh, that's about all I got. I was mm. just really excited to see that there was a show about that going on Netflix. You know what's coming to Netflix? What's up? The Witcher. Oh yeah, the uh, I'm actually very impressed with how Henry Cavill looks at, at, in that role now. Yeah. Like now that I've seen a picture of it in full costume and everything, I'm sold. Yeah. Like I when they when they first announced it was Henry Cavill, I, I was like, oh man. That's, I hope they're doing the books. Doesn't fit at all. The books. I hope they're they're doing the books. The books of it. The Witcher is based off this Polish, like, I don't know. There's, like, a whole bunch of short stories and, like, four or five novels. I was not aware of that. I read all of them. Because, oh. okay, last year, no, two years ago, I was like, I'm going to read all the Witcher novels, and I'm going to finally get play through Witcher 1, Witcher 2, and Witcher 3. It's going to be great. Hmm. So I read all the novels, boot up Witcher 1, say what you want, that, get, that game is Euro drink and old as shit. <laughs> <laughs> I never actually played it, so. It's a skip for me. Uh, yeah, fight me out there. Fight me. Ooh. It's a skip. It's It wouldn't have been a skip like 10 years ago when the game came out, yeah. but it is just... It's like the first Mass Effect hasn't aged well. I think it's aged, Mass Effect aged way better than... uh The ooh, first yeah. Mass Effect aged way better than Witcher 1. I feel like age-wise there's a huge gap between the first Mass Effect and the second Mass Effect, mm-hmm. like gameplay-wise, but yeah. I, I do still prefer Mass Effect 1, though. Yeah? Really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. It it seems more like an RPG to me than the second one. Second one, I just oh, that's that's that was like perfection for me. Uh, don't get me wrong, second one was great. Yeah, second one's still fantastic. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, sorry to steal your thunder there at the end. I oh, know you're fine, man. You I, I'm done Netflix. anyway. I was just starting to ramble, but the the magic show was the last thing I had to I had to say. Watch it just be like a show about magicians doing like stage magic. <laughs> But they're all like named after planeswalkers. <laughs> I am Jace. Watch me pull a rabbit out of my hat. <laughs> oh no, I don't have enough mana for that. Give me more lands, kids. I'm not sure what this character is, but thank I you. Don't know. I don't thank know you either. for letting me go on that ride. Why is he stealing land from children? <laughs> Why do the children have land? How did those children get land? <laughs> they're landed children. <laughs> I'm just imagining like this old dude stealing deeds from kids. <laughs> For just like oh, wait. simple magic. <laughs> the old dude murdered their parents, and when they inherited the deeds from their parents, he would steal the deeds from the kids. Isn't that just uh what's that one show? Lemony Snickets? <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> Series of unfortunate yeah. events, yeah. yeah. So the note here is we should always be stealing land from kids. <laughs> they don't know what they're doing with it, they're kids. You're yeah. right. Probably gonna like I don't know. Not cut the grass and decrease the value of all the land around it. Lemony Snicket, great financial advice. I mean, <laughs> Who knew? I don't think that ended well for anyone. I didn't read it. I, didn't I couldn't read get it. through uh, there. I couldn't get through that freaking book. Uh, yeah, it didn't end well for any of them. Oh. Big spoilers on Lemony hey, Snicket. Spoiler alert! I'm pretty sure everyone died. I got, a, when I got the two pages like of, of very, the word very repeated over and over again, I was uh, like, oh no. He was a, he was into those weird sticks. It was part of the charm of the book. I didn't get the gimmick. I didn't. I didn't. I, it's not that I didn't get the gimmick. I didn't appreciate the gimmick. Kyle doesn't like book gimmicks. Yeah. Kyle doesn't like books. 
It takes. I love <laughs> books. It takes me out of the experience of reading. I'm like, I, I see the two pages of, of. I don't know if it was really or very. I don't even remember at this point. But like, I see two pages of that. And I'm like, all right. I'm sitting in a chair reading a book in the middle of this this, this room of other shouting people. I'm completely taken out of the experience. I mean, it's for kids. It's meant to. It's, I was also a kid. It's for <laughs> the the whimsical emphasis. I also didn't care for Harry Potter that much. Also, you were just an angry kid. I was. <laughs> You're like, I can't beat the shit out of this book. What's the point? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't beat the shit out of The Hobbit or no, Lord of the Rings. No, you just beat the shit out of children. I did not. I lost every fight I've been in. <laughs> you beat that one little elementary schooler. That wasn't a fight. Oh. <laughs> that was just me punching a kid because he punched me in the face. <laughs> he didn't punch you in the face. He, he did the, the, the stupid hand joke to you. He punched me. Animal. Animal. Hey, Dan, what are you, what are you up to? What have you been doing? Animal. You? Me? You, Dan. Me? Dan. Dan, yeah. Not you, Dan. Me? Oh, it's just so out of order. I'm perplexed. Yeah. Changing changing all the things. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Shake it up. I got, I got, I got like some things. It's episode seven, though. What? It's like episode seven, though. We're already just like, let's just go Burn wild. it all down, start over. Let's just go hog. Chaos. Chaos rain. What have I been up to? I've been up to a lot. Um, video game wise, I've been I've been doing a deep dive on that Dragon Age Origin, the only Dragon Age game, right? Right, it's the only one. Who and makes that? That is Bioware. Oh, okay, Bioware. same people who made uh, Mass Effect and Anthem. That's what I was gonna <laughs> say. That's what I thought. This is before EA bought them, though. Okay. So this I is back when they were making things. what they made best, which was. Big chunky RPGs with lots of characters. Did they make Bioshock? No. Nope. Uh, wait, wait, I just thought because Bioware. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bioshock was. I don't actually. I don't, never actually knew that. It might have been. I don't think it was Bioware because it's not a Bioware. Entity. No, it wasn't Bioware. I just never knew who actually made Bio- Bioshock. But yeah, yeah. Dragon Age is a really good RPG. To the surprise of no one, it's just Two K made Bioshock. Okay. Isn't that Borderlands? Yeah, that is Borderlands. Huh. Huh. Wait, no, uh, Gearbox. I think Gearbox made it and 2K published it, I think is what it was. I don't know how anything works. Developers and publishers, one way or another. Who knows how all that works? So, yeah, it's an RPG. Do you create a character or do you have pre-made characters? No, you create a character. Do you have classes? Yep. Oh, yeah. Three classes. Well, you never actually played Dragon Age? No. Oh, man, you love it. There's three classes. I know you're going to say that's not a lot of classes. So, uh, fighter, wizard, rogue. And each one of those has five or six subclasses that you get to, like, go into two. Uh, no healer. Uh, there's a healer. It's in mage. Yeah. You if you go be, mage, oh, okay. you can spec into, uh, I think the class is called spirit healer. But you only get these subclasses if you talk to the right people. Or a couple of them you get through party members, like, um, there's this, uh, French chick in my party who's a bard, which is a, subclass of rogue and this elven guy who's an assassin which is also a subclass of rogue they're both in my party i just need to be nice with them because there's s links in this game okay you have s links with all your party members and the higher their s links you get like a uh, special you get like bonus passives like uh if you're friendly with the the uh templar guy uh i think you both get like a bonus to your defense and it's just, you know, bog standard fantasy RPG, stop the big bad from happening. Hmm. But it's great. 
Is it turn-based? No. No, but I feel like you'd really like the combat because it's kind of... Uh, it's it's kind like of a mirror of like third-person and isometric, but it's like kind of methodical, tactical. Never you winner? have a rotation. Neverwinter Nights? Yeah, kind of close to Neverwinter. Because that's not... I would not call that Actually, isometric. Think of Neverwinter. It, it it can be though. Right. It's you what isometric turned into. Yeah, but you same can... thing with this. It's it's not isometric per se, but you can get that isometric camera look and like you know pause between every round of combat and select your characters and select your moves, or you can let combat roll in real time and just switch between your characters. Like, oh mm-hmm. man, I need uh, I need my healer to pop a couple heals. Let me switch to her real quick. Heal, heal, heal. Oh man, my tank is not pulling as much uh, aggro as it needs to do. Switch to him. Do a taunt. And you, oh man, my rogue's out of position. I got to get behind this enemy so I get my backstabs. Hmm. It's it's like Neverwinter. Neverwinter's a really good comparison. Okay, yeah, that's what that's what it reminded me of most when you said that. Yeah, and uh, Bioware does this good thing where um, you have a lot of good interplay between all your party members. Like they'll talk to each other during like when you're walking around town, and you have relationships with each one of them. And of course, it's Bioware, so you can you can do whoever you want if that's the way you want to take it. <laughs> but you're not taking it this way. Hmm. There's there's no good waifu bait there. Not or Morgan. Husbando bait. Not Morgan. She's a terrible person. Oh man, Morgan was my favorite. I mean, she's attractive, but goddamn, she's terrible. I mean, yeah, but I but hate she just Liliana. <laughs> what is that name? yeah, Liliana. Yeah. Okay, any chick that their name ends in Anna. You've already sealed their fate. You're already done. I never have her in a party either because I always do like good actions. So she just kind of sits back at camp until I really need her for a mission. Well, I'm always kind of an asshole in those RPGs. So I'm I try to be an asshole, but I always end up being good. Bruh, same. If I choose like one mean option, I will reload the game, even if it means I have to replay like 15 minutes. Nah, man. All right. So I'm playing an elf, and then basically elves are like. They were enslaved by humans, but they got their freedom. But they're kind of like second-class citizens. Oh my goodness. Is this the game where dwarves will stab each other over a penny? This is the game where dwarves have like that really hierarchical society. Um, I don't think they'll stab each other over a penny, though. I remember a long time ago, Big, uh, Big Mike was telling me about this universe of fantasy characters, and he's like, Dwarves like money. That is their whole thing. They just love money to death. Yeah, they this will isn't absolutely it. kill over. Okay, then it's not. Nah, mm. it's like every fantasy dwarf though, to an extent. I well, I don't know. I don't think of dwarf. I think of dwarves as miners, but I guess that's to get money. Yeah, to get gold. To get gold or whatever. Gold. But it's. I always think they're more like craftsmen's. Like that, they're they're I mean, artisans, craftsmen, yeah, yeah, merchants. But that could also be to get money. But I mean, yeah. In the end, it's all about that that cheddar. But, uh, yeah, I'm playing this elf chick, and like I said, elves are like, you know, they were an enslaved people, now they're kind of a second-class citizen living among humans. And the game starts out on your wedding day, and, like, the local noble's like, hey, I'm gonna take, well, I'm I'm the bride, I'm gonna take you and all of your friends to my castle, and we're gonna have a good time. And I was like, you know what, I have no problem straight up murdering this guy. Nice. So I don't always play, like, the straight altruistic, like, I even know you captured me. I'll spare your life. No, I, I stabbed him real hard with my nice. knives. Nice. So I do do evil actions, but it's not like... I don't know. I always try to play 
like center. It's but... more like a anti-hero as opposed to villain kind of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I also when I notice, say, like I'm an asshole in those games. I'm not. It's not just because I'm like running around murdering random people. It's just the fact that a lot of the actions I'll take in that that I can justify are labeled as evil in the game. And I'm yeah. like, hey, this guy is being an asshole towards me. I'm gonna stab him. Or it's Renegade Shepherd. Yeah, he's not evil. He's not always evil. Thing. It's just they label it as that. Did the same thing in Red Dead Redemption too. Like, there's a random like uh, guy you can come across, and he like. He's like, oh, come sit by my camp for a bit, why don't you? And he, like, talks to you about how he's been watching this woman in the woods, and she's single, and she told him to go away, and he was just watching her in the bushes, and she told me to go away, but in a way where I could, like, tell that she was, like, into me, and I saw her crying and panicking, and it's probably just because she's so lonely, and she's so hot, I'm gonna go back there, you know, watch her a bit, see what I can do, and I killed him, and the game, (laughs) the game made me lose honor. The game was like, you really? did a bad. Yeah. For murdering this guy. Because you can straight up murder the KKK guys. And, yeah, like, the KKK, get any... they love when I do that. I actually got on her for that. But apparently, the skeevy guy literally stalking a single woman in the woods alone, it's not okay to murder him. I lost honor for that. And I was like, well, that's fucking bullshit. But Rockstar. I guess I'm just losing that honor because fuck that guy. I just probably saved that girl's life. Probably. Um, what else have I been up to? You know what we all did together? Mm. I started a D&D campaign. Are we skipping? Are we skipping Ritter? <laughs> no, I, this is still on my half, so I'm just going to mention it. D&D happened. It was fun. It was really fun. Uh, yeah. We're going to have to do another session. Yeah, we are. Yeah, yeah. We got, we got our party. Uh, I was a druid. I was a dude. tiefling. Rainy straight up murdered an old lady. Don't I let her. Did. Don't let her lie to you about her being all I did altruistic. See. I do typically play the good character in video games, but... Those are video games where I can actually, like, there's a physical, like, track of me being good or bad. Like, in Red Dead Redemption with, like, the honor scale and everything. In D&D, I'm just a fucking gremlin every time I play a character. <laughs> I'm playing a a non-binary tiefling named Sir Ma'am, who's, like, a con artist that lives on the streets and, like, hates humans. So they constantly, like scam the fuck out of them and don't give a single shit and they're very reminiscent of a uh, Trelawney's character on in Red Dead Redemption 2. They talk like him and everything. I took a lot of uh inspiration from him they for this character. They also murdered an old lady. I feel like Trelawney would murder someone. Probably. But uh I definitely did murder an old lady. I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you were less savage than uh Gunman's character who well, is Gunman a Gunman. Just plays murder hobo. Gunman always plays murder hobo. <laughs> He's just essentially playing John Wick and and I mean, his character is named Johan Vick. <laughs> he is, yeah. isn't he? Lots of creativity there. <laughs> uh, I mean, but yeah, I mean, we can we can talk about it more in the what we play together part. Okay, yeah, yeah. But I just wanted to say, yeah, D&D happened. D&D's a good time. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. I forgot that D&D was a good time because it depends on who you're playing with. Yeah. And that's a lot all of, I'll say uh, about that. <laughs> a lot of mediocre campaigns throughout the years and a we're finally of, getting into some good ones now. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm, I'm trying to kind of take it in less of a lawyer, rules lawyery way, which I feel like 5th is perfect for that. 5th is just like, eh, just do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. Just roll dice. You guys are just playing pretend anyways. Yeah. Um, What else? There is a bunch. There's so, a uh, saw Good Omens. We'll have a spoiler cast at the end of this podcast to go over that. Yeah. Well, uh, quick two-second review. Fantastic. Fantastic. <laughs> um, I thought you were going to say two-word review and then just say fantastic and move Two-word review. Okay. 
We can, this can be a bit now. Two word review. Um, for good omens. Day fucking. Day fucking. Day fucking. Day fucking. Yeah. Good um, review. Good review. Also, Ship hey, Dan's twenty late, twenty years too late to the party, but I'm watching uh, Evangelion on Netflix. <laughs> you know what? This is actually something that I meant to ask you, and I forgot. Yes. In the show, is everyone calling it Evangelion? How are they saying it? They're just calling them Avas. Okay, they pilot the Ava. All right. Because that was something that I noticed in the first episode, because I went and rewatched the first episode, because uh, I had seen it uh, 15 years ago. Yeah, roughly. probably when I should have seen it. I was 16 and or 17. 16 so. going on 17. Right. <laughs> What's happened? Musical. <laughs> I don't know what that one's from. Sound of Music. It is oh. sound of music. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, here's, here's, here's but here's, yeah, Evangelion is how I always say even, it. Even because even. it would be uh, because it's based off of like your Adam and Eve. Yeah. So Evangelion, I could see the argument for, but they've always spelled it as like Ava, and they refer to them as the Avas, Ava Unit One, Ava Unit Two. Um, and Evangelion is how I always had it said, or just NGE. It's no, real Genesis. good. I always pronounce it Evangelion because the evangel. Right. Well, you can have evangelical uh, people or an evangel. Yeah, that makes sense. But it's uh, they do the hard G for in that for whatever <laughs> reason. I don't know if that's does Latin have because I, I feel like there's a lot of stuff either taken from Latin or German in that. Like the nerve is uh, nerve. Yeah, the. I forget what that stands for, but I, th- I believe it's an acronym. I just know it has the little logo underneath it that says, God's in his heaven, all's right with the world. That's what it said. I was trying to read it. Yeah. And I, I had a hard time. Yeah. The, for a long time, the Nerve logo was like the picturesque, that's a weeb sign right there. If they got the, yeah. It was a very edgy thing to do, have the Nerve logo on your backpack or something like that. <laughs> you know, very, I wonder how many people have tattoos of the Nerve logo. Oh, I'm sure it's in the thousands. Yep. Especially if you like Japan getting tattoos. I don't know how common tattoos are in Japan. Probably not as, but still, it would be tons and tons. And I would consider, really, Evangelion to be one of the ones that can be ruined easily by its fan base. Like, it can have a Rick and Morty effect. I can see that, but I feel like I'm insulated enough from that. It's been long enough that it's no longer a point of contention. Whereas, like, if you, like, around when everyone was seeing it when I was 15 or 16, um, the the people who were very much into anime and had been watching and were watching, like, pirated sub copies, because I think it released in 1990. It's old, yeah. It cites everything happening as 2015. Yeah. And (laughs) uh, I believe they say, like, in the show 1990s when Second Impact occurs. And the show yeah, takes place that's right. Because so everyone is, is fourteen years older. That every every one of the children has been born after Second Impact. Yeah, and I was like, I remember being young and being like, "What the heck is the first Impact? The meteor that killed the dinosaurs? That'd be it." Hmm. So this was as catastrophic an event as that. Is why they call it Second Impact. I oh. really love that world because it feels like yo, we're we're dealing with that. Like you see, like. A lot of anime that I've seen does not have the feeling that, like, 
outside the camera, the world exists. And this one has that feeling real, like, well. Like, you'll just see, like, it pan across, like, this, you know, beachfront, like, scene, but you'll see, like, old buildings sticking out of, like, the ocean. Hmm. Like, the city that they're all in is Tokyo 3. Tokyo 3? Cool. Uh, what it, happened to the first two Tokyos? They're yeah. underwater. Jeez. It's been rebuilt. Yeah, I mean, like, the, there are real-world things, like, the United Nations totally exists. Mm-hmm. That's who's trying to figure out what's going on. Yeah. And they're using, like, nuclear-level technology. I love how expensive the battles are. Yeah, you they're crazy. You get a good sense, because, like, that, there's just a throwaway line. One of the battles, like, this guy from the UN's, like, you know, like, 20,000 people are now starving because of that last battle, because we don't have the resources to, like, feed them, right? There's, Ooh. like, a quick two-second throwaway line. It's like, oh, oh, jeez. Actual, throwing guns some actual logistics Throwing money away. Man. Right, so they're really banking a lot by even allowing Gendo to, like, have control of operations yeah. dealing with the Angels. See, you talking about that now has got me wanting to watch it, because i got to agree with, with you there, Ritter. The fan base has kind of drawn me away from it, just because of all the ire that the Netflix adaptation is getting. Yeah, that's uh, there, there's a lot of vitriol there. And to a point, I get it. Like, because there's a lot of stuff that, I'm watching back, and I had no idea how much memory I had of specific lines being spoken, hmm. like that I can remember clear as a like clear as day. Here it is. This is what they said right there, and now they say something that's it doesn't feel like it conveys the same points to me. Like when Oscar first meets Ray, you'll get the character names, whatever. Um, they're in school. She comes up to Shinji. She introduces herself. She's like, Guten Morgen. It instantly says, okay, she's German. We get it. You know, she just is going around with this. And she's like, where's the other one? She doesn't say her in the original dub. She's like, where's the other one? And he's like, other who? And she's like, the other child, duh. And calls him like stupid. Do they say child or children? Where's the other children or where's the other child? Because they've been saying where's the other children in this. Uh, I don't remember that specifically. In, like... I'm not saying, like, all all of the children, but, like, I am the second children, I am the third children. No, they would say second child or third child. Okay. Spe- when Fuyutsuki is referring, he's like, where's the first child, where's the second child? Because they never say child, they always say children, even if they're, like, talking to about an individual child. That's weird. It is weird. I haven't noticed that. It, it, it kind of was like, ooh, is that uh, an error in, in translation there? I, and, like, the, the dub's different, too. Like, I had English dubs on and listening to English. Fight me, weebs. Fight me. I dare you. <laughs> That's really weird because the subs are almost what they were line for line in the original dub. So I can see where they like just lifted that and put that over into here because back in the day, subs weren't exactly what the dub was. Yeah. It's now very, very common to go watch Kill a Kill and the dub will be, ju- or the sub rather, will be the script for the dub underneath everything. Which so makes you're sense. not getting a different feel of anything that's happening there hmm. uh, the other the other thing that the netflix doesn't have is the outro music it's yeah that's fine whatever licensing i get that so what i've been doing is i have two windows up i have my netflix once an episode's done there is a bunch of youtube videos that just have all the different ending variants of fly me to the moon so it'll end i'll click play on the video and experience because that's like you need it you do? It makes the it makes the impact of the show, the last thing you see, like hit even harder. 
Hmm. Right, is it like the same end credit scene with every episode? It's the same scene. The music's always a little different or way different, but it's always Fly Me to the Moon. Are you crazy positive? It's always it's always a little different. I've never noticed. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Sometimes hmm. there's two singers, sometimes there's one, sometimes it's more jazzy, sometimes it's more like loungy. You must be ju- no. No, I'm that can't dead be serious. Real. It's Look it up. it's different every time. He's I don't know if it's every time. But there's differences between them. Interesting, yeah. And it like hits. It hits so well. All right, I think it's such an important thing, and Netflix didn't have the license for it. I think I'm going to give that show a shot then. Yeah. Um, my quick two word review: horny depression. Mm. I disagree with that wholeheartedly. <laughs> so, and it's not like adult horniness. It's like you being 14 and seeing a girl and not knowing what to do. Horniness. Oh, the uh, awkwardness. The Ooh. awkwardness. Ooh. And that show loves awkward, like, two characters just looking at each other for a little bit too long. And the camera just, like, stays, stays there and it's like, no, you're going to watch this. Uh. You're going to live in this awkward. It's Does so name, good, though. Kaoru and Nagisa mean anything to you? No. Okay, then. Should it's it fine. yet? No, it shouldn't. I didn't know when it, when, when that happens, when that is an introduction that is made. Because that's another big point of contention that Netflix has changed. And uh, just you saying that there is a long period of just awkwardly looking, there is a thing that happens later on with that. And it's, uh, it's a scene. It's one that's very, I don't even know what I would call it other than like artistic. It's like, this had to happen this way. And you might not appeal to certain people because I feel like the scene's written equivalently as if somebody had written the word very over two pages. <laughs> ah. Oh, boy. I see. So. Also, wait. I could do a three-word review for this. Horny depression elevators. There are okay. quite a few elevators. There's so many. <laughs> My favorite elevator is, like, I think it was, like, episode nine or ten. And it's just all, all three of the kids, like, from behind. And they're going up. And then, like, the great... They go up to where, like, there's a grate and all three units are there and they're, like, in silhouette. I'm like, damn, that's so good. It looks so good. I want that to be my wallpaper and everything. Mm. But, yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Ava's really good. Yeah, it's uh, it's been around for a long time. There's a reason why it, people are like, that's that's the anime. I was like, there's a theme in this podcast of us all, like, catching up with old media that we're yeah. experiencing for the first time. True. Unless you've, unless you played Dragon Age before, I don't know if you. I've played it a bunch. I already had. Uh, well, I don't think I've ever actually beaten it. I'm pretty close. I'm at like probably the sixty percent mark right now. Hmm, okay. I just kind of powered through it. It's a good world. It's I wish really they would have done more things with that world. My Too uncle bad they plays only that made to the this one day. Game. My uncle plays that at least twice a year. Like every time I go and visit him, like what you been doing? Like oh, I played Dragon Age the other day. Like every single time I go down. How often just... do you replay Mass Effect? Mass. He didn't, he didn't play Mass Effect. Near as much as he played Dragon Age. I mean, he's, he's more of a fan of he fantasy stuff than he is sci-fi. Huh? He asked you. What? Said how how he said how much you... he played. Oh, uh, Mass Effect. Oof. I played like the second a once one. every year kind of thing? No. Uh, God, no. I used to, actually. But the first one I played probably about three times over. The second one I played maybe eight times through. Because I just... I played a, all the different classes, all six classes... And I made sure to to try like a bunch of different variants of saving people and whatnot. Have you ever done the complete everybody dies run? Yes, I did that once just to see what it was like. And it was awful. 
I kind of want to do it that to hurt. see what three's like. You have to try to kill everybody. You can't it's, do any of their side missions. You can't change their outfits. And it just takes out so much of the enjoyment of the game, too, if you just go the everybody dies ending. Because you just skip, like, half the game. Yeah. And you just, you have to, you have to just absolutely try to not do anything or interact with anybody. And it's rough. Yeah. I've played through the series probably three times. Renegade Femshep is canon. Fight oh, yeah. Me. Yeah, yeah. Femshep. Femshep is canon. Nails so much fine. better voice actor. I'll say that. Haley Wilson, Haley Osmond, Haley. Haley something. I don't remember her last name. She's in a bunch of things. She's mm. a great voice actress. She's a fantastic voice actor. It's better than the one dude. Shepard, like normal Shepard. My name is Commander Shepard. You mean and this male is my Shepherd. favorite store on the Citadel. What do you mean, normal Shepard? Uh, did I say normal Shepard? You did. Shit. Oh. Male Shepard. You Shepherd. said Shepard, I mean normal Shepard. He, he, I mean, he is the epitome he of normal. He is the box art. He That's is just like. White bread shepherd. He's just like, hey, vanilla shepherd, or you want to go with the canon good shepherd. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean by normal? <laughs> Thanks. Big call outs. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if there's anybody out there that hasn't played the Mass Effect series yet, please go do do it. And do First one, second one, and just just remember, third one was after EA. Well, I think second one had EA's claws in it. But third I mean, one, it was just designed by an EA boardroom. Yeah. The, the second have, one had EA in it, but there was no influence EA in there. They had EA just, money, though. They had EA money. That was a big thing about it. It was a big production. And the third one was just rushed. That yeah. Was, was I think uh, the lead writer wasn't even on that project either. Oh, really? Three. Oh. I, the third one was absolutely wonderful up to like the last 20 minutes. Yeah. Like, it was just. What was oh. the third one? Was it Andromeda? No. Man, no, Andromeda I, okay. was the fourth one that was. Ah. Mm, I was yeah. wanted to do the uh, male shepherd all the way through, and then fall in love with the uh, what's that guy's name? Rico, the the your shuttle pilot. Because oh. he's a romantic option for male shepherd. Oh yeah, yeah. I forget his name. Yeah, I didn't do that in the third. One. I only played the third one twice though. So. <laughs> oh. I I like I had a very hard time romancing anybody but Tali in that game. Tally's really is the canon. Like it's it's like Ashley is just the most nothing. Tali, if you're going male shepherd, and Garrus, if you're going female shepherd. Yes, Garrus. Garrus. Yeah. Good good times. Good times. That, like decade old game. Good times. <laughs> talking about our old waifus. Man, you got anything and, uh, else though? You play? Um, Watch. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Um. Oh. Yes. So some Warhammer happened. Not me playing Warhammer, but 40k releases. Ah, uh, is this a rant? This is no. Nah, this isn't a rant. Uh. I'm just gonna. So you can you can you can t- tune out if you want. You say that like I haven't been tuning out, <laughs> looking at that tree for the past like 20 minutes. It's a nice looking tree. <laughs> I love that tree. Man, that tree is far so, away. Like it's dark out there. It's gonna it's gonna rain. There's a new 40k game out <laughs> called Apocalypse. It's not Eighth Edition. It's not Kill Team. It's a brand new game. With its own rule set. The only problem with it is you got to have Porsche Porsche daddy money to play it, because the rule book alone is a hundred bucks on top of owning a large army. Ugh. So this is how the Warhammer happens. This is this is how the scale of Warhammer happens. So you got like a squad of dudes, like four or five dudes, four or five Space Marines. That's kill team. You play with those couple dudes. Each dude acts on his own. Each dude's his own. For lack of a better word, unit. Now you scale up the eighth edition, normal, normal 40k, and it's like you have five or six squads of, of dudes, 
And those squads are about like five, ten man squads. You have a couple tanks, you have a couple robots, and you go at it. It's like a, uh, I think it's called a company level game. Something like that. So, so kill teams, a squad based game, squad level game. 40k is a company level game. So what Apocalypse is, each one of those armies you'd bring to your normal 40k game is, is an activation. Is a third or a fourth of your actual huge army you bring. An actual army game. Is an what actual army game. Like an actual huge giant battlefield of, that will take you like the whole day to play. So Apocalypse does some neat things though. So a game of Apocalypse, if we're playing 8th edition rules, would last us 12 hours. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it'd be fun, but it would last us 12 hours. It's a commitment. But Apocalypse, the Apocalypse rule set, you can play that game in about the same time you can play a normal 40k game in. I, I haven't seen that to believe it. That's crazy. I've seen a bunch of battle reports. Ooh. So what they do, they you activate an entire detachment of your army. So 5, 10 units. And then your opponent does. And then you do and they do. And on activation, you can move, you shoot. Uh, before the activation, you assign them all orders. So you predetermine, like, this entire detachment is going to move. This entire detachment is going to shoot. This entire detachment is going to charge the enemy, punch them in the face. So you each go through activating your detachments. You move and shoot. But you don't take away casualties to the end of the entire phase. Oh, that's cool. And, like, if you have a squad of five Space Marines, hmm. they have two wounds. They lose both wounds. That entire squad's gone instead of picking through and taking out models. Really? So you treat your units as individual models, per se. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. Huh. It looks neat. I'm not going to buy into it because, I mean, my collection is barely big enough to play it, but it's also like 100 bucks for this rule set, which yep. Games Workshop prices. It'd be hard to find people to play games of that with, too. It would actually be. have enough you things You could play, to do like, um, I think Gorilla Miniatures on YouTube did a, let's just try to play like a normal 1850 point game of, of, kill, of Apocalypse, like a normal, your normal 40k 8th edition game. That you can you, scale down that small? It can scale yeah. down that small. Hmm. Because you're only playing with one detachment at that point, or two detachments. So does it cut like a regular fo- game of 40k in like half if you play it's, with? It's Apocalypse about the rules? same about amount. The same? Oh, okay. Because, but um, it does do a couple of things that are interesting though. Hmm. I really like the the taking turns on activations. Yeah. And I like how there's not a movement and shooting phase. Mm-hmm. And I also like how there's a damage phase. So say if you bring your big huge warlord titan that costs you like two thousand dollars and you spent like three years painting. Hmm. In normal 40k terms, that thing's going to get exploded turn one. Yeah. That's going to be primary target. That's always been my main complaint about 40k when you play it, is that like one person gets to take their entire turn before the next person gets to take theirs. Yeah. And there really needed to be a, a thing in place of like some dude, at least just a phase at a time. Like movement phase one dude, movement phase next dude, yeah. then shoot, then shoot. Like everybody gets to do something instead of just the, the person who has a first turn blows out like a quarter or half of the army of the other dude. And they, they, you lose that. So yeah. they, so you're still like, you shoot, I shoot. But then after all of that, after every, everybody is gone, there's a separate phase for damage. And that's when you would remove casualties. So, hey, my Imperial Knight got blown the fuck up. Hmm. I still get to shoot with it. Oh, so you don't, yeah, okay. Well, you and it's not like a damage profile, afterwards. like the damage hasn't affected it yet. Oh, uh, okay. That's cool. Like yeah. That. So there's some neat things I hope kind of weasels them the self the their way into actual 40k. Okay. I can see like the narrative way of like the the lines meeting up on the field 
and they all they both fire their volleys at once. Yeah. So you know that this thing's going to die as the shot hasn't reached it yet. Mm-hmm. And that, that's I like the way that that's handled. That's cool. You don't take the things off until the end of the, the the turn entirely. And I love alternating activations. Yeah. Like I think that could really like solve a lot of problems with eighth edition. Yeah. I, th- I think that'd be really cool if they didn't implement that with like next edition or something. Because Kill Team has it and Apocalypse has it. Kill Team's perfect in my eyes. Like Kill for... Team's is the best way to play 40k. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I've seen. But um, if I can snipe the rulebook cheap off of eBay, I might do that just to kind of maybe try a big game. Like we, there's like um recommendations. They're they're using power level, so anything above 300 power level, which I think a normal game of 40k is like 200 ish power. Hmm. I don't remember. Yeah, because we never use power. We always use points. Yeah, we use points. But yeah, it it looks neat. I've seen a couple battle reports already, and it's enjoyable. It's a, definitely a beer and pretzels game. But yeah, um, I think that is everything I have. Hey, Rainy. Me? Yeah. What oh, have you been boy. up to? Uh, well, Kyle already touched on the uh, games we've been playing together, so uh. I have this free web uh web comic kind of app called Webtoons. Uh, if you're into reading like web comics, I cannot recommend it enough. It's literally like thousands of stories like by content creators. It's free. It's just nice to be able to read through. But I've been following this one that's actually almost over, and I started it one night at like 10 p.m. And I binge read the whole thing until 4.30 in the morning to be fully caught up. And I'd work the next day at 8, so that was a, a fucking mistake. But it was really good. That just kind of speaks for how good that is. Because usually I'm the biggest stickler in the world about getting like 8 hours of sleep. Because otherwise I'm useless. So it's called Refund High School. Okay. And it's uh, the premise of this webcomic is that if you die when you're a teenager... And you were, like, an okay person, like, who hadn't got to start fully fleshing themselves out yet. Like, you die on accident, like, between, like, probably about 16 to 22 is about when this happens. You have the option to go to this place called Refund High School, where you study for three years to get enough points to be reincarnated. And, like, depending on how many points you get, that dictates how good your reincarnation is and everything. And it's about this these four people who all died in the same accident. And they, uh, when you go to Refund High School, you get there, your memories are wiped of your previous life, and you can get memory capsules by doing well on tests or, like, doing, like, little like things to gain them and stuff like that and you slowly get to learn about your past life so you can not only see how you've changed but learn about your mistakes and kind of see how you died and better yourself from it and let go of your past trauma and everything and begin to move on and once you let go of that resentment and trauma and everything that's a big step as well into being into reincarnation and it's just a really good really good uh webcomic that I'm really into. I've been enjoying Like I said, it's almost over. Like It's gone through the whole three years of these four characters as well as a couple other characters. Like One of them has a love interest and everything. Uh, two of them actually have a love interest. And uh, it's kind of gone through all their struggles and everything. And they like just took the reincarnation test and everything. And like the reincarnation stuff is like happening now. So it's it's only got like four episodes left in it. So I'm just kind of eagerly waiting for that to come out once every, like, three or four days it pops out. 
That's pretty but, fast. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, I've, I'm really enjoying it, though. Really good uh, webcomic. I follow a lot of webcomics on Webtoons. Uh, I've been reading a lot of them recently, trying to get into more ones, because uh, just something to do while I'm laying in bed now that I work a night shift, too, at my new job. Because little Kyle goes to sleep at like 11 p.m. Give me something to read. (laughs) Normal 9 to (laughs) 5. Yeah, exactly. But uh, yeah, it's really enjoyable. Very interesting premise. There's not only just people there. It's a bunch of different types of monsters and everything as well. Because it's a refund high school for like all sorts of teenagers and everything. Like the main girl's love interest is actually a sea serpent. Every time it rains, he turns into a sea serpent. And he died while trying to save people from a big storm before he could achieve the sea serpent's full goal of becoming a dragon and passing on the dragon legacy. And so his goal is to be reincarnated because he's like the last chance of passing on the dragon legacy so he can become a dragon like he was supposed to. Hmm. And that's like his huge motivation. He's like, I have to do this not for myself, but for my family. And he struggles with like, what do I want kind yeah. of thing too. It's really good. Very enjoyable. Besides that, I feel like I really don't. I bought Fallout 76. I don't know if I mentioned that before the podcast started or after, but during the E3 sale, it was like 50% off and it was also free for that week. And I was like, ah, this isn't bad actually. They've made a lot of changes to it. They've made it better. They're working. In November, I guess they're even like going so far as to completely add NPCs and dialogue trees like yeah. they should have to begin with. But uh they're clearly putting in the effort that other games like Anthem refuse to <laughs> to better themselves after they got bad reviews. So nope. I bought it and it's not bad. It's kind of a shame though cuz like how many games, movies, how much stuff set in West Virginia? Not, not a lot. whole lot. October skies. Um, Super 8, but I think that was in West Wrong Virginia. Turn, I think. Hmm. The, uh, the only other thing I could think of is Into the Furnace. <laughs> and that was like a really sad movie. <laughs> There's not a lot of good stuff set in West Virginia, no. that's for sure. It is a shame, but I do appreciate that they're trying to better it. The only issue I have, and it's an issue that uh Kyle has uh told me, is basically an issue that you're going to have with any kind of online game like this is that there are certain areas i just can't go to right now because i'm not a high enough level and it's very frustrating because with a game like fallout 76 you want to explore every building you want to explore all the lore and like i'm i've been playing a good bit and i'm only level 24 there are places like the greenbrier is completely locked off of me right now because the lowest level like weakest enemy is level 60 i went there i I accidentally stumbled across the green briar and was just instantly just fucking decimated. And I was like, alright, cool, I guess. <laughs> That's weird juxtaposed onto like every other Fallout game though, where you you step in the world and you can go anywhere you want. You can't. And you're, there, you you walk into this world, like it's Fallout 76, to where everything, like certain parts of the map are partitioned off to you until you reach a, a threshold to where you actually can step into there. Mm-hmm. So New but, Vegas kind of did that. Because New Vegas is just you doing a big loop around the map. Um, but between where you start and Good Springs and Las Vegas, the most direct route is through this area that everybody's like, yo, yo, there's nothing but death claws there. If you go there, you will die. Like, But there's nothing stopping you. Like, you could There just... is nothing stopping you. Because there was, a, there was a, a place in Fallout 3 that I, when I played it, there, there was like, I think, a, a big, like, 
uh, elite black death claw, and there was like four other death claws. With yeah. It. And I was nowhere near geared to actually fight these things, but I stood on a cliff and I shot at these things for maybe about two hours Lamed until I out. finally got them. Can like, I you say can actually I did do that it. the other day when I accidentally came across a level like forty five death claw in the wild. And I was just like walking around and I was like, ah, oh, fuck. And it killed me. And I came back and I like climbed up a cliff, kind of like cheesed my way halfway down it, just on this little tiny <laughs> rock sticking out and just shot it from above with a sniper until it died. <laughs> and it was like, where the fuck is her? And I just like killed it. It took me like, like 35 minutes, but at this point I had a vengeance and I was like, I'm killing this. You thing. have to kill it. You yeah. can do that with some of the stuff in 76, but. What like you were saying with the Greenbrier, there are some things that you you can only do you can't do mm-hmm. anything to them yeah. because the Mothman. the damage threshold is just way too high for you to do anything with all the ammo that you have even. I got stuck under a tree being haunted by Mothman for an hour. <laughs> I'm serious. There's a level eighty Mothman. They call them Scorch Beasts in this game, but it's Mothman. Uh I got it. Stuck under this tree. It's too big to go into the trees to get me, but it was level 80, and I was, was level like to, 22. He was just trying to warn you that bridge was going to fall down. No, he definitely killed me. Were you me. Richard Gere? He definitely killed me. I was Do you guys remember Richard that Gere. movie? My name is Bai. <laughs> what movie? The Mothman movie with Richard Gere? No. I always talk about this movie, and no one knows like Do what you? I'm talking about. I'm like, I swear to God, there was a movie whenever I was a kid. It's about the Mothman, and Richard Gere was in it. Is about the bridge falling down because that's the Mothman story. Yeah, I heard. I heard the story about Point Pleasant and the bridge and whatnot. But yeah, but it was just like that's a big story about it. That that's one of the Mothmans. <laughs> Local area cryptid. Well, <laughs> we have several cryptids. There's a there's um is there a goat boy? I think there might be a goat boy. There's that uh that 15 foot python that got loose in Morgantown. They still haven't found after like a month. <laughs> That's going to be the new cryptid. That's not a cryptid. This, that's just bad pet ownership. It's about to be the new cryptid. <laughs> is this our new, like, returning segment? Like, are we going to, like, be on pod 35 and be like, oh, yeah, that, that, um, <laughs> that python just graduated from West Lib with a degree in engineering. He's, He's doing real well for himself. There. They actually arrested the guy who was the owner of the pet for reckless endangerment, but they still haven't found the python. Someone took a picture of it, like, a week ago, just, like, in the woods, just living. It was like climbing up a building. Let him live. He seems to be thriving. Like, he's having a great time in the woods of Morgantown. But, (laughs) yeah, Mothman. uh, I spent 40 minutes shooting Mothman with all my ammo, and it didn't even actually touch his health bar. Like, it was like I was so low level that it was impossible for me to harm it. So, eventually, I just had to run away. Even with, like, normal other Fallout games, I don't know why I keep calling, like, normal it's a habit Not thank you for just calling me calling me out on that habit that i have <laughs> oh yeah you're but, welcome and um, fallout 4 3 2 nothing was ever too bullet spongy that you could never defeat it yeah this is like it literally it's impossible to harm it and i did just end up running away and it killed me and then I had to go back and get my stuff, and he was still there, and I had to run away again, and he chased me down for like a couple miles, but I did escape, thankfully. But I just can't touch the Greenbrier at all. So I'm just like, well, I guess I just can't go there. And there's uh, several places where I've been like, what's this cool building? I'm going to go explore. Oh, there's a level 75 super mutant guarding it. Just kidding. I'm going to leave. You can't just, you can't do anything just... to do anything with it. I remember... Like in Warcraft, it'd be 
it'd be like like that where there's certain levels. It'd be like that. It'd be like that. But each area had like a level suggestion. So you start out in Goldshire and then you move to um Oh, what was after Goldshire? The woods, Oak Woods. I, I know what you're talking about. I just yeah, the but there it. was like a specific path for you to go on as you level. That was exactly you could split off. That was the exact example mm. I gave her when she mentioned it because, like, I remember just walking into a different area in Warcraft and just seeing like two question mark enemies. It's like turn, right nope. over the next rise. I'm like, nope, 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 nope. See, they don't. I mean, I guess they have like there's like a main kind of plot right now that you can follow through. But I've accidentally stumbled a bunch uh, across a bunch of subplots on my way there that I've been trying to do, and some of them you just can't. And there's no like level warning or anything like that. It's just like, oh, I stumbled into this building, and immediately I was just ripped apart by this level eighty-five enemy. So fuck me, I guess. The only uh, I will say something that's really nice is all the other players have been so nice to me. Not a single other player has tried to kill me. Every other player, I, like, approach them. I do look pretty goofy, to be fair. I wear, like, a clown hat and everything, so maybe they just think I'm cool, but... And I'm very low level, so I feel like they take pity on me like a jester boy. Like, I just walk up to them and I wave, and they wave back, and they're always very nice to me, and we part our ways. Like, I have not yet been killed or trolled or anything like that. By another character, uh, player online, which I am just blown away by. That's not what I expected at all. I bet I'm really enjoying it. Good. That's all I've done. Honestly, that's really all I've been doing with my past few weeks. <laughs> all right. Thank you. Hey, what about Ritter? Uh, I've been playing Phoenix Wright. About the Phoenix Wright trilogy. Is that on, on the, the Switch? It is on the Switch. It's also, I've been playing it on the DS. Cause so you've been playing I... on the inferior, outdated garbage monster well it's what i played on originally and it you know i think it does look better i think they've actually gone through and updated sprites i don't know if that's 100 percent accurate but i feel like it, it could just be because the screen is bigger i do I like feel like people screens. have more definition so uh would you suggest it for me is it the game for me <laughs> uh do you like reading i don't like a reading. lot oh then, then you're not no. gonna like it okay because but i do like yelling objection <laughs> the entire game is read this. Yeah, read and pay attention. Oh, okay. Uh especially in like the second one. The first one, at least the first two cases will pretty much hold your hand and be like, "I remember they said this thing. Isn't that weird that they said this time when it clearly was this time?" How Check close it is it to um uh LA Noir? Nothing. Nothing. Mm. So I can't accuse somebody of being anti-Semitic in a really, really vicious way <laughs> and just being like, listen, I, I got nothing against the Jews. No, because there is a right answer to everything. Oh. And mm. there is a wrong answer to if you try to do something wrong. Very specifically, it is scripted that you have to find the right answer to the puzzles. Okay. It is a reading comprehension lo uh, puzzle game in that... There are, every now and then, a few instances, because I played all three, uh, Ace Attorney, Justice for All, and Trials and Tribulations, when I was in and around college. Uh, so much so, that it's annoying that I, after looking at every case, I remember, oh, this is the guy who did it, you know? Oh. But, I don't remember enough to be like, 
how do I prove that they did it? So I'll see something like earlier in the case and be like, oh, this was because of this. But the character doesn't know that in the game. So I got to wait and I got to like spoon feed all the stuff to the character before they're like, I realize the outcome now. So it's just kind of more annoying to play it. I'm not having as good a time with it as I remember, just because you, now you know all the solutions. So it's like, like that with LA, LA Noir. You can't go back and play it again. Right. It's like worth, there's no replay value is what it's come down to. I thought I would go back and it'd be like, aha, funnies. I remember really liking this game and I just, I can't see the point to replay in it. So it's okay. unfortunate that, but that's what she get for trying to replay things, I guess. I mean, some things you can replay, like yeah. like a Dragon Age for sure. Dream Daddy. Gotta get all them daddies. <laughs> yeah, I got most of the daddies except for that obnoxious redheaded fucker. You know they made a director's cut of that for Switch, right? Dream Daddy. Yeah. Oh, guys, I'm getting a severe emergency alert of flash flood warning in I this area. I just got that too. Surprise! <laughs> all oh, no, we're good. like. <laughs> I have mine on vibrate for the sake of uh. <laughs> How far above sea level are we? Pretty dang far. Yeah, it's about 3,000 yeah, yeah. feet-ish. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, if I there's think. no episode 8 podcast, then we're, we wash away in a flood. 3,000 <laughs> you know feet happened. of water I'm looking happened. at it raining outside right now. Yeah, well... Well, I mean, if you live by a creek, you gotta worry about that creek. Yeah. Plus, yeah. The, uh, the intersection in downtown or in Wellsburg in front of Rite Aid floods every All single time. time it even slightly rains. They have to shut it down. Yep. Shut That's a little whole... lore about like uh, the little town we're around, so... Spoiler alerts, now, now all of our Doreen fans are going to be like, yo, we know where you would be. Take that to the bank, cash it, you Cha-ching. get negative one dollar. <laughs> what else have you been up to? Uh, That's all I played other than Final Fantasy XIV. Nice. Nice. Hey, you like that new expansion pack? I enjoy it. Yeah, are you actually so, in the expansion pack content now? Oh, no. No, I haven't even gotten the expansion pack content from the last expansion yet. Dang, the cloud's moving fast. There's a... Uh, they did A Realm Reborn, which was the first one. is technically the second one, because they did the first launch, and it went very badly, and they're like, everybody hates this. All right, pull the game, fix it, and put it back out. They did. Better. Um, Heavensward happened, uh, which is where I'm at the very end of Heavensward, which ends at level 60, and then you get to Stormblood, which is 60 to 70 content, and now Shadowbringers is 70 to 80 content. Okay. Uh, they've redone all the jobs so that everything has either simpler rotations or, uh, in some instances, no rotation. Like Astrologian, I would argue, doesn't have a rotation because you've got one main damage spell and the rest of your stuff is whatever card that you draw and who you play that card on. It's It's like a buff healer class. The whole idea is it wants to keep this damage buff up and you'll draw a card that either affects melee or spell. Yeah. And sometimes you draw the wrong one, so you gotta either put it back or cash it in and try to get, like, a whole party-wide buff out of it. And I would say it could be easier because there's nothing color-coded. You just either have to have your mouse over the tooltip to see what the heck the card you drew is. And they're different from what they were. Like, you used to get the Spire was something that would regenerate tech points. But now, tech points aren't in the game anymore. So... The Spire buffs, I don't even remember which one it is, melee or magic. So, it's confusing. They took tech points out so that you could eventually get to a point if you were just spamming AoEs in a fight where your dude would be unable to act. 
until the tech points respond, and everybody had a hard cap. Uh, so they took that out because it just slowed down gameplay was all it did. So, Did the rework affect your character at all? Uh, no. It, it affects what you do. Like, just like what I said with the jobs, because yeah. your character isn't ever tied to one job. You can switch freely. I meant the, the jobs that you normally do. I do all the jobs. All the jobs all at once? I have every job. literally every job in melee up to 50, uh, that including the tank classes. I have all three healer classes up to 50. Uh, I do not have... I only have one range DPS up to 50. Actually, I have 60, a red mage. But uh, everybody else sits at 30, which is like where you get the class change over to a job unlock and really start getting into complicated things. Ritter's really the one taking all the jobs. And I have every <laughs> every crafting class is up to at least 45. You making good pants? I can I can craft things for anybody under 45. Like I can so pretty you can much make all of pants. Yeah, I can make everything high quality. So it's just like a little better higher what, item level. What kind of material would you use in my pants? Uh, uh, is it, I think I'm up to felt? Oh, you can make me or... some felt pants. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I forget what the last thing, cause I know, I know I need cashmere fleece now. Or do I? No, I think I'm just using regular fleece. What is that? Wool? Woolen? Cotton? No, cotton's like the first stuff. I know for blacksmithing and armory, it's more, it's, I'm up to, uh, co- is it, yeah, it's cobalt. Cobalt materials and electrum materials for a goldsmith. Which is, it's, it's good. It's what you want. It's high item. Cause level. you need that. Cause you want to. So, yep, that's, uh, that's it for that. One, one day you'll get to those new expansions. Yeah, probably once the next new expansion <laughs> comes out, I will be into the one that came out now, a couple of years ago. Do you choose to get all of the classes equally leveled or, like, is yeah. there people that just go, Yo, I like the Lancer, I like I like the Bard, I like the Machinist, I'm just going to do these. Oh, by all means, yeah. Okay. There's tons of people that hit 80, like, the second day that Shadowbringers was out in their main class. I don't have a main... If I'd had a main class, I'd have been through everything and caught up years ago. But I have to level everything. And that's why I'm where I'm at. All things should be equal. So, it, it is of my own choice and volition... That I am so far behind in all the stuff. But you're doing all the jobs. I yeah, job. I just can't pick one. And it's <laughs> it just uh, drives me crazy to see. It's like, well, yeah, I gotta do all this stuff. I wanted to get every single thing up to 50 before I started the Stormblood. But I don't know if that'll happen. I mean, you could um just quit your job. Yeah. Well, then you get into... Like, what do you want to do as a main thing? Because queues are an issue. Right now, whenever an expansion drops, you get a ton of new players in. And what does every single new player play? DPS. Yeah. Well, you're paying a subscription, though. Doesn't that give you, like, priority in queues? No. Why would it? Everybody's playing a subscription. There is no free-to-play. There's a free-to-play. Pat from Super Best Friends was talking about this. Up to a certain level. Oh, that's what it is? Yeah, it's, like, maybe level 20. Oh, okay. You can go up to a point in that. And I know they were giving away Heavensward free. Like, if you had, uh, if you hadn't bought Heavensward by now, it's like, here, just take this for free. Cause you need this. 
to keep enjoying the game. Man, Warcraft never did that. It was like, hey, you want to play Warcraft now? I've got to buy Burning Crusade. Got to buy the Frozen Throne one. Got to buy the Panda one. You yeah. got to buy all the expansion packs plus the base game. Good luck. Yeah, no, it, it, they just started giving Heaven's Word away for free. So I imagine, uh, but it was only for a limited time when this Shadowbringers thing. So the next time they do another expansion, which probably a couple of years from now, maybe they'll do two free. I don't know. It's hard to say. But, uh, yeah, no, you don't get priority in queues at all for being a paid member. The only way to get into queues right now is to play healer or tank. Oh, and man, healer's my favorite class. Perfect. You can do it. And there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of stress to healer, admittedly, if your tank isn't good. And what'll just happen is the DPS will start pulling aggro. Now you gotta keep DPS alive. And if DPS dies, that's just one more thing to try and res. And it's not as much of an issue now because the tech points is gone. But what would happen is your tank would run out of actions eventually at a point from spamming. And now you don't have the supplemental damage and you're just gonna get killed. So, less of that. But they put out a new tank class with this was the Gunbreaker. Gunbreaker. Yeah, he's a guy with a gun blade. Ooh. I do like my tank classes, and I do like my, my guns. Yeah, I was going to say, you're a big fan of gun blades, right? Yeah, uh, the gun blades is my main weapon in Monster Hunter, so... That's a... Yeah. Yep. Yeah, you could do that. They have... The Machinist does guns. You had... Uh, before this, you had your three classes, which was uh, Sword and Shield Dude, Axe Dude, and Great Sword Dude. And they were Paladin, Warrior, and uh, Dark Knight, respectively. Mm-hmm. So... Warrior was always my favorite in, in Warcraft because there was no your there was no system to keep track of like if a paladin tank ran out of mana in a fight you were screwed but mm-hmm. if you had a warrior tank your warrior always got rage every time it got hit by something so it was like always had a resource to play with right that was always my favorite thing but you uh, admittedly the warrior may not have been as tanky as the the paladin was for that those short bursts of damage in this it's the dark knight that runs out of mana his whole game is using, like, 3,000 mana to throw something. Because every class, no matter what you are, you get 10,000 mana. Okay. So he can only do that three times. He's got skills to regen mana. Warrior, I don't think he uses any mana. I think he has this uh, thing called Defiance, which eventually builds up Rage and lets him do more powerful attacks. He's definitely the most damaging of the tanks. Although now I don't know with Gunbreaker. I really don't know where he falls damage-wise. He's got a bit more utility to play with. Dark Knight was pretty good bursty damage, and Paladin had a heal, was his big thing, is if he starts getting low, he can heal himself or others, yeah. potentially. I remember the uh, the Paladin's big thing in Warcraft there for a while was the invulnerability bubble. If you uh, had like some big thing that the healer really had trouble keeping track with, with the, uh, the health, then Paladin could always bubble themselves and just ignore things for a while. I think they have that... Every tank class pretty much has a I won't die for a little bit ability. Like, Dark Knight has one where if he dies, he just comes back with one HP for ten seconds. Mm. And he's got to get healed to full before those ten seconds are up or he will just die. Mm. If he's at half health, he'll just die. He has to get to full. Mm. Uh, Warrior didn't have anything like that when I played. They just had, like, a ton of damage mitigation, so they were good for, like, the long haul. But Warrior gets a lockdown. He gets a thing where whatever enemy he's engaged with can't move, the warrior can't move, and the warrior will never drop below one HP. Oh, cool. He just locks him in its home gang. And it's like, you're here with me. 
and I ain't going anywhere. Nice. And you will, you can just heal him or whatever, and he'll be fine. Hmm. But uh, that's like a two-minute cooldown. So once you pop it, it's down for two minutes is a long time. Interesting. Paladin gets a bubbly thing, and uh, Gunbreaker gets some kind of self thing as well, where he will think either heal himself or something like that. But they all have some kind of the healers in trouble. I need ten seconds to live. I see. So mm. yeah, that's about it. Hmm. All right. Right. Uh, guys wanna wanna get in some origins talk? Origins. Yes, origins. Ooh. Origins twenty nineteen. We yeah. did. We did an origins. Did. Yep. We origins did happen. I only almost died once. Did From you almost die? I did follow that one stranger. Oh, oh why did you follow that stranger? Oh yeah, you guys you're know I'm, I'm, I'm full of bad life decisions. So I don't know if I've talked about the shot I got, uh on the podcast, but one day I was just walking <laughs> home from work and two women standing in front of a white van. One was just holding like a cardboard sign that said free hep A vax inside. And I like walked up and they're like, let us give you a vaccine. And I was too polite to say no. And I just let these women, I followed them into the van. I signed some papers that gave them my name, my address and my phone number. <laughs> And I let them shoot a shot into me, and I left. And I didn't find out till the next day that it was valid from a coworker that was like, oh, I saw they were doing that on Facebook, the clinic, right? And I was like, oh, thank God I'm not going to die. And uh, something very <laughs> similar. I realized at Origins that I have not learned anything from that experience. I was walking down the, uh, the sidewalk of this uh, Columbus, Ohio, apparently... The sex trafficking capital, according to Jan. Yeah, according to True Crime Podcast <laughs> I listen to, Ohio is the sex trafficking capital of the world. <laughs> so I'm walking down Columbus, Ohio on my own, on my lonesome, and some man approaches me and he was like, hi, how are you? And I was like, oh, I'm fine, thank you. And he's like, oh, I'm fine too, thank you so much for talking to me. And he was so polite and I was like, fuck, I'm in it now. And he goes, do you have any money for food? And I was like, I'm sorry, I don't carry cash on me, which is not a lie. If I carried cash, I would have just given it to him but i don't because i'm i am an adult in the future so i use a card all the time (laughs) and he goes that's okay you could just follow me and buy it with your card and i went okay and uh (laughs) he uh led me down the road and i did i was just kind of like hey i'm also kind of broke so maybe not anything too expensive and he was like i know this taco place just follow me. And I followed him for like two blocks without knowing whether I was going to die or not. <laughs> it turned out fine. I bought him some fish tacos. I went on my way. It was all good. But for like a solid block, all I heard was Dan's voice in my head going, you know, Ohio is the capital of sex trafficking in the world. And Why I was didn't just you like, turn around? Uh, it was too late. It's not too late. It's never it. too late. He very politely said, thank you for speaking to me. Who cares? I... Dear goodness, man. Oh, man, I got kidnapped. At least I was I, polite to this random stranger. He used to have to fight off hobos in, in Pittsburgh whenever he was working. <laughs> well, the worst you? thing was that we, uh, we went to a bar later that night, and we saw the same dude stumbling on the oh, street. Oh, yeah. I saw the same guy later that night as we were exiting a bar, and uh, his eyes were completely glazed over. He was walking around like an extra from The Walking Dead, like an extra zombie. And he just walked right by me, dead-eyed, no recognition. And I was like, at least his stomach's full and he didn't kill me. <laughs> and I left. But I learned nothing is what I've learned. Uh, I learned that I'm incapable of learning, <laughs> apparently. 
Besides that, Origins was fantastic. Though. Yeah, Origins was so yeah. good. <laughs> yeah. I think staying that close to the convention center in two days was perfect. Walking yes. distance Sky from Bridge. the convention center Sky is Sky Bridge. essential. The convention center. Uh, yeah. Oh. Ritter was not impressed by the Sky Bridge. Who cares? It's a, it's a Sky Bridge. It's, it's a, a hallway. Keeps you off the street, man. Above the street that you walk from the hotel to the convention center. They were connected. It was sick. No awkward crossing of the road. You don't no have to be outside. You just walk through the air-conditioned tunnel. No hobos. No hobos at all in that Sky yeah, Bridge. Yeah, walking into this hotel that was actively under the most construction that I've ever seen people <laughs> just allowed into with no supervision. Yeah, if they thought like, their renovation would be done, apparently, by the time that Origins happened. It was not. I'm really upset that all of you guys were yeah. cowards, and I was the only one enjoying <laughs> my drunken self, and I wanted to go ghost hunting and go into all the roped-off areas of this hotel. Yeah, you know what that yeah. does? It gets you kicked out of the hotel. <laughs> I was drunk. It's fine. Dan got drunk Saturday like night, and I was uh, very tired. Or arrested. So I did not join him. You got to get arrested sometime. I was happy playing Copenhagen. You won't do graffiti. How are you going to do that? Graffiti's embarrassing after the age of 12. Uh, so you're telling me <laughs> drunkenly stumbling around a hotel and getting caught as a grown man is less embarrassing. It's a little less embarrassing. It's not. They're both As fully I would argue that the latter is more embarrassing. Let no, us it's know, not. folks, if you think uh, graffiti is cool. Rambling around <laughs> in a drunken state seems more embarrassing to me as well. Because that implies a lack of self-control. I had, I knew what <laughs> I was doing. I the graffiti artist knows exactly what they're doing. They do, but they're also like embarrassing and like ruining other people's property for Not no good reason. Like, I'm going on an adventure. I'm having a good time. I'm going to fight a ghost. I'm not sure how it's going to work, but I'm going to fight a ghost. And it's going to be great. I agree with Dan. This drives me nuts. <laughs> Adventures are more fun. <sighs> Besides that, uh, there was a lot of cool stuff there this year. Uh, Gloomhaven guys were there, and they were really cool. And um, my favorite artist is now making like figurines of some of my favorite art of his little dragons that like based off of food and drinks and stuff. And I picked up one of those, and I'm obsessed with it. So that was a big plus. Lots of artists. There was a whole person just selling jerky, big jerky stand. I miss the jerky stand. Oh, Katie's jerky. Yeah, oh. it was good. It's the only jerky I've ever liked in my life. I miss her. Hmm? Katie, I miss you. Katie, give me some jerky. Katie, I miss you. <laughs> I always Katie, mail jerky. I tried to Google you, Katie, and you didn't come up. Katie. Really? Katie, no no Google so results. That's surprising. Maybe just, it's just some random person who just sells jerkies. I just really You would miss think you, they Katie. would do it online, if anything, or maybe they're from that market. The whatever center, not my center you. market. market. Yeah. Center, north market. You've called it both I things enough you. that now I don't know which one it is. West market. East market. East market. Katie. The market I have no idea of. I miss you. Fair was real nice because we got like tags of our of our characters in Gloomhaven. Yeah. We got a brute tag. I got a tanker attack. I'm going to try to remember to bring that that lanyard next year. Yeah. You got just, my gay gamer tag that I get every year. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Just keep attaching ribbons to the same lanyard every year. Mm, until yeah. it like drags the floor behind me. <laughs> nice. So uh, I think next year... Cross promotion. Kinda. Fantastic. Okay. <laughs> so cross, cross, cross... You betcha. My God. Jesus dude. Christ. Damn, please cross delete fantastic. all of this. Kinda. Are you okay? Kinda. I think I just had a stroke. Can, can, you sound can like you feel your left arm? In a Which one's my left one? Oh, oh no. no. 
In a kind of cross-promotion, Dan says. Slash fun little hobby thing. Okay. I think we, we, we're, we're going to do some cosplay. Yeah, I think so, too. Uh, I think I'm going to be the hat girl from A Hat in Time. So find me. Rear's just going to be real year. buff and shirtless. Yeah. I'm not doing that. He's gonna he's gonna be so buff. I never said any of those. He's gonna be so out now, man. You gotta work on that that bod. That'll never happen. He's just he's just gonna be shirtless guy. I don't have Future enough time. Future Hercules from that Hercules movie we watched. Which, I didn't what, see. Who was that? So Joe DiMaggio. Luis Perigno was in it. Perigno. Who the fuck is Joe DiMaggio? Why did I, where did that name came from pretty, in my brain? Pretty sure he was a NASCAR. Joe DiMaggio oh. wasn't an NASCAR. Not, I think he was a baseball. Is he a golf? Baseball. I think he's a baseball. Think baseball. He dated Marilyn Monroe. Oh, dang. He's an old baseball. Yeah, yeah. he's baseball. Then. I didn't know he was not an actual Luke dude. For, I thought you just made that no, name up No, that's Luke Yeah, Joe wow. DiMaggio. <laughs> You're going to be future Hercules, played by Lou Ferrigno, played by you. Hey, Athena, <laughs> get over here. I'm Joe DiMaggio. <laughs> I mean Hercules. I didn't see a single shirtless person in there, which leads me to believe that that must be outlawed. Only if you're attractive. It's, just, if you're not attractive, it's outlawed. It, it's I didn't see a single a cosplay, one. Not even like an attractive. I don't. I don't think it's allowed. You need to get so ripped. You need to get yoked. I am not yoked. For one, I have already expressed earlier that shirtless is a surefire way to disgust me. Oh. So why would I? Inflict disgust onto other people. It'd well, be hypocritical. Embrace yourself. Well, you get yoked first. You get shredded, mm-hmm. and then you're just That's like no walk, excuse. Okay, what if you're wearing a, a shirt? Statue. You're wearing a shirt, but you're wearing a speedo. E- that yeah, any amount what of flesh. What kind of would that be? Uh, speedo man. <gasps> you could wear like a like a, a blue belly shirt and just diapers, and you could be like Tommy Pickles. Oh, no. <laughs> oh boy! Be oh. like I'm Tommy Pickles. Why did you even think of this? <gasps> no, do you remember that episode where Angelica's parents thought they were pregnant with another baby, and Angelica had a nightmare of a giant baby attacking her and being like, "Mama, he could be that baby." I don't that understand all, that, any of this episode about miscarriage. What did she have a miscarriage? I in think that so. Cause they were like, I thought they just found out that they weren't actually pregnant. So you're saying Angelica's dad, he got a weak pullout game? Probably. His mom probably. Her mom probably just like spins him around like a pizza and throws him. So Kyle, what did you buy at Origins? <laughs> <laughs> I bought a giant game by Vital Lacerda. It was a uh, escape plan. Where's that at? We need to bust that out. Yeah, I haven't even read the rule book for it yet. It's a <laughs> monumental task. This is a huge game. Ritter reprimanded you quite severely if I do For not remember. buying the Kickstarter exclusives for that. There's, that's the only time you're going to be able to Why get that. It's just like it? extra coins because and like Because I don't own the stuff. game. Yeah, it's just upgraded pieces. It's not even what any are... like extra content. That's the whole point oh. of going there. You could have just stayed home and bought it off Amazon for probably cheaper. God, speaking probably. of uh, Ritter doing stuff at Origins, Ritter, why don't you tell the uh, the listeners what you did at the Gloomhaven booth? What are you talking Wait, about? What? what did you do? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I actually forget. What are Ritter you talking about? has misplaced oh, one piece. Oh, asking for a piece, yeah. He said to email him because uh, I'm missing one summoner token and I have no idea where it is. Tore the whole box apart. Found a secret looking for it. But... um. Yeah, it's it's gone, and I've just accepted it. I will just buy another copy of Gloomhaven at some Don't point in my life. Don't buy another whole copy of Gloomhaven to. for one useless piece. That's a piece. problem. That's a hundred dollars. It's not even crucial to the game. Yeah, for a penny, less than a penny is worth a copy. Yeah, I, I'm not him. gonna open the second copy. I will just know that I have a second complete copy. 
Ritter. You got probs. Yeah, I You're know. You're going to buy a second copy regardless, weren't you? It was probably going to happen. No. Yeah, you know, it's fine. I can't justify do you know it. The, um, I can't even justify it. Do you know when, um, <laughs> which Indiana Jones is it? Uh, the Lost Ark. Raiders of the Lost. Lost you know, at the very end, whenever they're taking the Ark of the Covenant and they're putting it in the warehouse. Yeah. Well, that's Ritter's closet. <laughs> of all the dupes of everything he owns. There's a lot of things that are duplicated. You'd be surprised. Ritter's like, give that to my top men. Top men. Ah. Cause they'll put it in your warehouse for you. What's yeah. the thing? Have you heard? It's like this three thing. It's like Roots, Rutabaga, Raiders of the Lost Ark. What is that? What? What? It's like these. Th- it's like Roots, Rutabaga, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Is, that sounds like it's like uh, said in this like three thing like really rhythmic, and I cannot figure why I've heard this. Is that an Alex Fossiana? Because that sounds like an Alex Fossiana joke. Could be. It's Fossiani first. Fossiani. Yeah. Bad. But uh, I don't think I've ever been more confused. I don't know either. It's I like these a, three things, and I thought it was an office for some reason. Of, like, an artist. Beats. Wait, Bears beats Battlestar Galactica? Is that what you're saying? No, Roots, Rutabaga, no, Raiders of the Lost beats, Ark. Er, beats Bears Battlestar Galactica is a bit on, on The Office. The tree's getting a lot of rain. <laughs> All right. <laughs> very Regardless, <laughs> these are the, none of this is relevant. So, yeah, you bought the escape plan, whatever it is. Yeah, I bought Didn't get another game. It was a under, Underlings of Underwing, I think it was what it was called. I think so. It was like a, a little indie board game thing we got at... Indie Game Alliance. I, I still haven't read that one yet either. It looks pretty cool, though. It looks very pretty. That's the whole reason I chose it. Aesthetic is super important to whether I uh, am attracted to looking at a board game or not. I yep. get that. That uh, is a thing. I think those yeah. were the only two things I bought there, though. Yeah, I bought I mean, something for my uncle. I bought an expansion for Clank. But you <laughs> bought Copenhagen, right? I did buy Copenhagen. We played that drunkenly. It was a good game, I think. Good yep. game. It's, uh, it's reminds me of Alhambra. That's yeah. pretty much the best yeah. way to describe it. It's a good mishmash of Alhambra and Ticket to Ride. Title placement, kind of. Yeah, has its potential. And I realized later when I was sleeving the cards, if you just look at the red card, it shows you what all the red pieces are. And I did not pick that up. I was looking at something that had all the pieces, trying to think. Every color of each one that you get has all the dang pieces on it. I did not pick that up in the first bit. Neither did I. Because the reds have squares, the blue has L's, Mm -hmm. the green has... T's and crosses, and uh, the yellow has zigzags. Like yeah, the zig piece from the Z piece from Tetris, uh, and purple has long pieces. Hmm. So, very easy game. Get to twelve points. Win. Very basic. Could be played by pretty much anybody. And uh, I mean, I was fairly drunk, and I got I got the rules down. The expansions yeah. for nice. it only improve on it. Yeah, one expansion where it adds multiple colored tiles. And the possible oh, there was something we missed is that you can get tiles placed for free if you combo off of enough pieces. Really? So if there is a green piece here and a green piece here, and you put a green piece in, that's minus two green. Oh. So you could have green piece, green piece, green piece, and it's a three piece free. Hmm. No oh, cards okay. played. So you could, in theory, combo up just by having it touch multiples. So you have multicolor pieces, and then there's like. Normally five powers. Here's an expansion that adds like ten more. Oh. So it's like now you got to diversify and figure. There's ones that'll work well together and ones that won't. Because as it is now, it's like pick a power, zero in on it, use that to win the game, hmm. which I can appreciate. Nice. Yeah. So. But yeah. yeah. What did you buy, Dan? 
Uh, not a whole lot. Not like last year where I got conned into buying Star Trek Ascendancy. A game <laughs> that we will one day play. One day. <laughs> one day we will play this $200 game that I got conned in on buying. You did. Actually, it was like 125 It you wasn't so that bad. It was like a $200 value. I'm you did sure buy Clank in Space, though, right? I did buy Clank in Space. Yes. Got that all sleeved up. Haven't played it yet. I can't believe you bought sleeves. Is that the first game you've ever bought sleeves for? Yeah, I might I might start sleeving some other games. There's a lot of cards. Yeah, well, it's a card-based game. Like, the advantage of sleeving, shuffling sleeved cards, like... It's beautiful. It's so nice. Yep. It just works so much better. Mm-hmm. Yep. Has to be done. There's a reason I've spent literal hours sleeving one-fourth of the cards in Gloomhaven. And that I have sleeves for the remaining three-quarters of Gloomhaven. It was 2,000 sleeves. So, just to show how many there are. I thought, like, the 200 <laughs> sleeves I had to do for Clank in Space was bad. Yeah, you'll see. <laughs> but it's Clank in Space. Uh, I got a good opportunity to look at all the cards as I was sleeving them, and a lot of nice little funny jokes about, like, Star Trek, Star Wars, Aliens, Dune. Yeah. You definitely get into a little bit more of an understanding after you've looked at every single card. So. We should bust it out sometime. It is a four-player game, and there are four of us. Yeah, indeed. If you don't count this cat. Hmm? Oh, but Frank was so excited. No games for you, Frank. Oh. Lots of good places we ate at, Origins too. There were. Oh, my God. It was Thai yeah. Asian Bistro. Is that what it's called? Uh, Thai Asian sure. Bistro. Thai Asian it Bistro. It is a go-to. It's a must every single time we go to Columbus, Ohio. It's really good prices. Really huge portions of food. Delicious. Absolutely wonderful. Love that place to death. There's also a lot of good boba tea places in the area. I love me but some. But nobody good had pearls. strawberry poppin' pearls. They were like out. in the area. We they went to like yeah. three different ones. Not a single one had strawberry. Popular, which is weird because I preferred to get like either blueberry or mango. How do you just not have strawberry poppin' pearls? High demand. I guess, but like they're not like made out of some other animal. Those pepperoni They're made rolls, out of a different berry. Those pepperoni Those rolls pepperoni. from North Market. Oh my oh, god! Yeah, North Market has it's it's like loaf of bread sized pepperoni rolls. So much cheese on top of it. So much cheese and pepperoni in it. It's a it's a calzone pretty much. It's so so delicious. Wonderful. I cannot recommend that. it enough. Barley's was pretty good too when we ate there. Oh yeah, Barley's was really good. We that usually beer. don't go because it's beer so is great. expensive. I mean, so uh. Not expensive. What's the word I'm looking for? Busy. Because it, was it busy. has a promotion with Origins. So the past two years we haven't gone just because it has been flooded with Origins goers. But it I was I tried worth to it. get that cup. Of course that cup yeah. was out. Of yep. course. Yeah. yeah. I got to play at a Keyforge event. That was pretty fun. You did? You did nice. real well in a Keyforge yeah. event. It was a uh, very small event. It was a sealed event where you just play, open up whatever deck you get and you play three matches and uh, I would have a busted deck. It was real but, fun. He won. He went uh, zero losses. Perfect. Yeah, perfect victory. All my matches were like ten minutes under. <laughs> Kyle, <laughs> went really Kyle quick. destroyed them. Yeah. There wasn't really much of a prize, but... Yeah. I had some points on the app. That was about it. But it was still really fun to actually get to play an event. That was only the second event I got to play for Keyforge. And there's no shops around here actually doing any events for it. And I love that game. It's a shame. I'm surprised just... Steubenville doesn't do one. Yeah, me too. I mean, I've tried to I've tried to talk to the dudes on Facebook to try to get them to do it. And you know who would have done one? Hmm? Scott. Scott probably would have, yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, you might get stabbed going to the shop, but Scott would have done it. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. He, he would have lost huh? money on it, but he would have done it. Name for Scott, huh? 
<laughs> yeah, like you did with everything yeah. else. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's uh, just the way it's going to be. Yep. Unfortunately. You know, yeah. I've seen reviews on Facebook from, like, recent people saying that, like, the shop is good. What? what so, like, yeah. So, like, people are somehow going there. Wait, is it open again? He sometimes no, opens check. it up what? privately to some people he knows really well yeah. for, like, RPG nights and stuff. Yeah, it's like a private, like, you know Scott, you message Scott, you say, hey, Scott, is it okay if I use the shop tonight or tomorrow night for this thing I'm doing? Here's some money. And Scott goes, yeah, I'll open the doors. Like, I kind of felt it, if he would have, like, because there was that time he was t- thinking about doing table fees. If he was just real strict with it and real strict with on the picnic roll. Mm-hmm. I think that would have solved some of his problems. I definitely would have paid for a picnic fee and a table fee. I mean, some of those animals, an, am, animals, 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 animals. I swear, Birds. I'm wow. having strokes today. Ba, 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 wow. <laughs> but uh, some of those animals would have, like, you know, been all up in arms, like, "Oh, what you mean? I can't eat my my sheets here in your shop that you sell chips and stuff and pop. This is an outrage." But those guys weren't really contributing anything, no. anyways. So who cares? They already had all the shit they wanted. They it just was, came there for a table. It's kind of a shame because there we were starting to develop a really nice 40k community there too. Yeah, we were. It was real nice. I mean, most of them moved to legions or up to critical. Yeah. But the problem with both of those, they're both like an hour away. You know. That's one thing I've, I've told Rainy that I want to try to do with Critical is I want to contact them, especially since I'm not going to be seeing Rainy and during some oh, evenings geez, here with her new me. job. I want to try to uh, schedule a night up at Critical where I can get a bunch of people together and just play one of the board games I have in my collection. And I'll just go up there and teach people how to play it and just have a board game night. I'll, I'll be down to go with you. I mean, depending on if overtime hell ever lifts up. Yeah. <laughs> be good it would be a little bit later in the evening. But. Yeah, Kyle's secret, like, etching his way out of this friend group. He's like, no. Oh, I see. Kyle's going to make new friends. I'm going to make get, friends. That's what play games. He's going to get an <laughs> evening time girlfriend, since I'll be at work. He's going to have to have a nighttime rainy, I guess. Nighttime rainy punch is in, a punch giant out. cardboard box. <laughs> Re- replacement <laughs> rainy. It's, it's just a wet floor <laughs> sign. Wall and falls down A wet floor sign with a smiley face written on it, and that's it. Oh, man. That was... That was a very good, very, very good high school Dan bit. Indeed. Or placement girlfriend. Yeah, he. they were sitting in this one part of the hall where a wet floor sign was. And, you know, I think it was like half a wet floor sign. I'm pretty sure it was like broken. And um, they're just sitting on the floor like hoodlums. Because we were. And it, oh. his girlfriend gets up and walks away. He's like, well, I guess I don't have a girlfriend now. I guess this is my girlfriend. High replacement, Amy. It picks up a wet floor sign half. So I hate you, replace me. It just punches it and it flies <laughs> flat into the wall and then down on its face as though he had punched a person. Oh no. And it was just like this incredibly comedic timing and angled execution of a punch and throw, the likes of which the world has never seen. Oh, Every once in a while, I have a good bit. Oh man. Man, every once in a while I have a good bit and Kyle accuses me of uh of uh quoting it from somewhere. It's my favorite bit now. It's his new favorite bit, but it started ironically where I would make a joke that he decided was too funny for me to have made upon my own brain cells and he would go, Man, that was really funny. Where are you quoting that from? And he did that like three or four times before I called him out like, Okay, this has to stop in and my now defense. he jokingly does it. In my defense. It is something that sounds like it was just written out and scripted and pre-thought. And it was just something that was said in like a comedic bit before. 
And I was like, oh man, that like that that's that's a really good one. She must have heard that from somewhere. So and no, it's just like right off the cuff, and I'm like, I'm like proud of it. Like, wow, that was. That he's was like trying really to, good. he's trying to Shame. flatter me to cover for the fact that like the whole, the whole pride and stuff is based on the expectation that there's no way she was possible of just like coming up with that. There's no way. Well, that's the way I was. It has to though. be quoted. We did have an origins though. We, we did. did. It was a good time. It was a fun time. I always enjoy origins. I always enjoyed the city. I always enjoy how many fucking popping pearls I devour into me. It's I a have good become time. popping pearl. I am popping. I did pearl. try the popping pearls. They're, They're pretty good. Great. They're fantastic. It's just little balls Fancy. of juice. <laughs> and shut up. The drink was so sugary though. It was just yeah, like drinking is. sugar. Yeah, yeah it's because you, you don't like drink sweet pop. drinks. Yeah. you're not gonna like that for sure. But yeah. oh, I like love I think them. I only drink half. Is like ugh. Oh, I love sweet drinks though. So that's perfect. I got like a mango smoothie with. Passion fruit and blue ra- and blueberry popping pearls in the bottom and oh, oh, I would die. For, oh, I would die for that drink. <laughs> I would kill to have that drink right now. I would kill anyone in this room to have that drink right now. Even even Frank. Oh, you got me. I can't kill Frank. She's too pure. She doesn't know what a popping pearl is. Frank the cat. Frank the, the cat. Yeah. She Frank, cat. my weird roommate, who's a forty-eight-year-old investment banker. <laughs> hey guys, could you keep it down? I gotta bounce the books. Sorry, but, Frank. That's okay. You guys <laughs> want to see my milk collection? Maybe later, Frank. I collect the milk. Frank, we got something going on right now. I got two percent. Frank, uh, I got skim. I've got this two percent from nineteen seventy-eight. It's really cool. <laughs> Frank, we'll, we'll talk about this later. We got we kind of have Mike's hot right now. It's, Back then, it's it was like only a, a percent and three quarters. <laughs> good time, Frank. Frank. <laughs> Please, put him away. Put him back in the fridge, Frank. Please. I don't keep them in the fridge. There's a glass bottle still delivered by the mailman before they stopped. Say mailman, not milkman. Milkman. That's it. We got to shut this bit down. USPS here got your milk. The bits bits canceled. You fucked it up. Dang it. We got to close the doors on this bit. I don't buy Draco. Oh, Oh, no. This has to stop. All right, uh-huh. that's enough of that. Uh-huh. <laughs> so what where else? are we at? <laughs> All right, we're at post post origins wrap up, yes. and we're at have we played things together? Because I don't. Whoa. We played a few things together. We played a couple, couple of them games together. Yes, we did. Uh, Not one. many because we haven't seen each other much after origins, but yeah, we did play this is true. The past modern few art. Weekends have been busy. Yep, modern art exists. Modern art, very fun game. You can't see it, but Dan's showing it off right now, anyways, for some yeah. reason. Yeah, good it's visual got a little gavel in it. That's pretty cool. There's, there are artists, there's colors, and there's money. There's, there's a lot, a lot of money. Of That's it. That's our review. Yeah. Ritter didn't even didn't even get involved. He was like, this art business is dumb, and he won. It's got a tiny you know, hammer. That, I wonder that. about games like that, like where a kid can win without trying, and it just makes me wonder. I mean, yeah. if they can see that you're doing that, they can just not buy any of your paintings. Yeah, the problem with it's fucking Hannah is that she just bought everything. Yeah. She was just a mad woman. She's an agent of chaos. She went, I'm going to buy it. But it's only worth $10 and you're paying 50 Fuck, I'll buy it. And I was like, mm-hmm. that's not a good idea, but okay. Yeah. I tried to make Red work. No one wanted it. No one liked Red's art. You can't Daniel make something work. You have to work with what's already you been made to work. Happen. I had a whole hand yeah. of Red's, though. I wanted to make Red's expensive. Can't do it. And also had a whole hand of red. She just didn't do it because she knew you wanted it. <laughs> I just wanted them to, out of my hand. <laughs> I was tired of. You gotta them. be sneaky. Like you can't let people know how much money you have. Oh no! You yeah. have to like when Hannah. 
I looked behind her board one time and I was like, she only has did $10. It I just saw it and I was like, cheat. oh my goodness, she is bluffing this real hard. I like it a whole lot though. Yeah, it's a uh, it, wrap up. It's a, just an auction game where you sell things that whatever you buy, you sell at the end of the round for how much money, yeah. whatever most popular is gets most money. Auctioning off art in different ways and all that jazz. Very enjoyable game. Very easy to learn, easy to play. Good times. Good yeah. times. It's, it's a, a good bring to your parents game. Incredibly hard to Except know if you're doing one good. Card. Oh, that one card definitely had two people. The guy with two knucklers deep in uh, some geisha. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So maybe not bring every card to your parents. Yeah. Maybe remove that card from the deck before you bring it to well, your parents. Well, I didn't. Yeah, I, I mean, I think like you really no one look at the lucky. piece. To I never look looked to see at the it. art. Yeah, I don't think my folks really cared about the art so much as just the gameplay itself. So that's good. It is yeah. fourteen plus. And so my folks, fourteen year olds can see two knucklers. Two knucklers deep. Two knucklers. Weirdly enough, my parents Knuckle were like... the fucking hedgehog. <laughs> That's a letter kitty bit. You got your oh, one knuckler it? here. You got your two knuckler. Oh. You got your three... Again, visual gag. He's pointing to his fingers. He's pointing to different knuckles. At his knuckles. His, his knuckles? My knuckles. <laughs> Our knuckles. Do you think Knuckles the hedgehog... Knuckles I'm the echidna, sure echidna yeah. was the best character in Sonic? The whole pantheon of Sonic? Because I do. The pantheon of Sonic. Because you had Sonic, you had Tails, you had Rouge, you had Silver, Shadow. Silver was just basically Shadow. I think you're just making Well, Shadow was just basically Sonic. But edgier. He was truly ambivalent of good and evil. He assassinates the president. Sonic would not kill the president. He kidnapped the president. president? I thought thought he killed the president, though. Well, Sonic kidnaps the president before. Like, hijacks his limo. But that's Sonic. And Sonic's not going to kill him. Sonic doesn't have yeah, the... Yeah, but Sonic was the good guy. Dude. Sonic was allowed to do it because he's good. Where were you guys at the first Just time like you saw Cage. Shadow the Hedgehog's trailer? Where it's a shadow and he has a fucking gun. I've never seen it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. And the butt rocks playing and there's a flaming city in the background. That's grunge. That was grunge. That was pu- that was butt rock. That was not okay. grunge. Yeah, Wait, butt punk. rock? That was like like you know like mud vein kind of kind of heavy, but it's generic. City heavy. Escape. I never heard that term for it before. Yeah, it's just a generic term for like generic ass like Nickelback is butt rock. Oh, okay. Because mm-hmm. it's just generic rock. Mm-hmm. Look at this graph. <laughs> the wow, escape where it opens up and <laughs> get that bass line is like ding 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 ding. Are you doing the Doug funny? What? The Doug funny theme song right now? No, I don't. That's do 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 it's different. This is It's got that accidental in there. Shadow the Hedgehog is pork chop. Prove me wrong. Who is pork chop? Doug's dog. Don't oh, yeah, even start talking about Doug if you don't know. All I remember is that episode with the fucking liver and onions. Yeah. That's the only These kids don't know Doug. These kids don't know Doug. Patty Mayonnaise. Yeah, you know that. Alright, who is Roger? Who is Skeeter? Uh, who is Skeeter, Mr. Valentine? Skeeter was that asshole one with the leather Roger? jacket. Wrong. No, Skeeter no, was his sorry, friend. You're right. Roger was or whatever. <sighs> okay, the only thing I remember about Doug Funny was um, was Roger. And he convinced Doug Funny about the uh, the Kukulaku thing. Yeah. Oh, the snipe hunting. The snipe hunting, yeah. He convinced him that he had to like make that weird noise to, to oh, yeah. get sniped. Yeah. Classic. And then like Doug Funny was like walking around just going, Kukulaku! 
The entire, the entire episode. <laughs> man. man, how good yeah. was Doug, though? Man, quail man, am I right? These kids just only know like the the main Dugs. Uh-huh. <laughs> they don't have this deep Doug lore. I don't know, do you want Almost me? like the like, Sonic fans it's... who are like, haha, yeah, Knuckles, right? But Knuckles, though, really, Knuck- dude, I was there from the beginning. Don't even give me that. Just because I don't acknowledge the dumb 3D games, <laughs> you're over dude, here like when you're throwing Rouge, a Sonic Shadow. Silver. Yeah, because they don't exist because they're from the dumb. 3D what that games. hedgehog? Lady? Those are exactly the 3D games. Yeah, yeah I know they're the 3D games. Big then the what's cat. your point? He said they My point is, Knuckles is the done. best, though. I checked out long before uh, Sonic the Werehog I never checked happened. in. Yeah, that's pretty much the way to be. <laughs> Sonic 3 and Knuckles was the game that you wanted to play. That was the one. Because it had a save system. No other Sonic game It had a save system Do you remember that. the Knuckles cartridge adapter? Yep, have one. Because yeah. Knuckles Still was the exists. best. He got his own piece of hardware. He put him in the game. He punches up walls. That's like the first DLC that ever existed. God damn because right. Sonic Three, if you plug Sonic Three into Knuckles, to into the and Knuckles, the first stage of and Knuckles is the is after the last stage of Sonic Three, and it just continues the continuity. Knuckles started the whole Savage DLC cycle. He may very well have. Thank mm. you, Knuckles. Sonic and Sega. Sega. I feel yeah. like I just blipped back into existence. I don't know where I've been for the Welcome past two back. hours. We talked about Sonic for a little bit. and Doug- oh, right. back to tabletop. <laughs> back on topic. Is Which is the topic? Uh, so we talked about Origins. Yes, yeah. we did. Uh, do we you guys want to have a small spoiler life. cast? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's do the spoiler cast. All right. Hey. Consider so, me tapped. So we're going to talk about... Yeah. We're going to talk about a little show on Amazon called Good Omens. If you have not read the book or watched the show, this is the end of the podcast for you. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Thanks for watching. Unless you you want to hear us talk about stuff that you don't know about, which you probably do a lot anyways. But yeah, this is going to be very... uh, First, let me give my two-word review. Uh, Crowley Bottoms. Mm. Kyle, what's your two-word review? Two-word review? Oh, man. Ship them. Ship them. Nice. Ship them. Nice. Good one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to talk about it a bit now. So, if you, I mean, we love you if you have nothing to do with us. So, we're very sorry. You can contact us at tablestopcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, Tablestop, pretty much everywhere. Uh, that's that's going to be about it for that. But now, as for Good Omens, God, that was such a good show. That was such a good show. Did you, you all here read the book? Yes, I, I did not yeah. read the book actually. Okay, so I went in there with no knowledge and absolutely adored it. So if you're still listening, uh, if you're worried about watching it because you haven't read the book, it's not necessary. It's really not necessary to read the book to enjoy it. It's not, but it's still lot. worth it though, even if you yeah, haven't. Absolutely, I'm sure it is because the show is so good. I imagine the book has to be fantastic, fantastic. and I probably will go back. <laughs> I probably will actually go back and read it at some point. But um, you should. You do not have so, to have already read the book to enjoy it a lot. Can I tell you something creepy that happened? Mm-hmm. So I was on the grams after I watched the uh, first couple episodes of Good Omens. Okay. Scrolling through the grams, you know, mostly Warhammer models. All of a sudden. This fucking ad pops up. Oh, man. This fucking ad pops up. Uh-huh. You know what was on this ad? Crowley sunglasses. You know how they're very distinctive? Yeah. yeah. It was those sunglasses. Dan for is, sale. Dan is very Makes scared sense. about targeted ads. No, targeted ads should not exist. I have a right to privacy. 
I love Target cool. events. How do you think I found out about uh, the date Ritter and Hannah are going on? What's the date Ritter and Hannah are going she on? She faced Shakespeare. Oh, yeah. I discovered that through a targeted ad, and I told Hannah, and she told Ritter, and now they got like a thing. We can all do I know. I have to see if there's any tickets left. Honestly, I'm worried that maybe I've missed my but window. Yeah. Yes. So, Good Omens, though. Yes. It follows the book really well. Yeah. Like, yeah. There's only a couple I, I things that weren't in there, but... Neil Gaiman... I think wrote the screenplay for it too. Mm-hmm. So he added a, a character, I guess, Archangel Archangel Gabriel. Apparently, was not in the books. He was saying, and I uh, think it was just Michael that was in the books. Yeah, he wrote it for the sole purpose of the character of that actor who played him, John Ham. Yeah, John Ham. He wrote it with the only express purpose of John Ham playing it. I guess like he had like he had emailed John Ham. And been like, hey, I know at some point you said in college you were a big fan of my book Good Omens and that you hoped I would never be foolish enough to turn it into a TV show. Well, unfortunately, I have been. And also, I'm adding this character that doesn't exist (laughs) uh, named Gabriel. I would be honored if you would play him. And apparently, John Hamm only sent back, yes, and then in all caps, HAM. And that's how he signs off every email he sends. I mean, if my last name was Ham, that's how I would do it, too. Ham! Hey, so, um, David Tennant as Crowley was fantastic. He oh, was. Yeah. But, like, he had a couple moments where he was just the doctor. There was a few I am the doctor moments. I've never not, seen Doctor Who. So. Yeah. yeah. So, um, the big ones, whenever he has, like, the globe, he's talking about, like, oh, man, I gotta save humanity. Like, that was just him playing the doctor. <laughs> but other than, like, two times that flared, I was like, yeah, that's... That's a damn good casting for Crowley. He did such a good job. I've seen a lot of gifts of this. Uh, he did such a good job that even though he's wearing glasses, he was so expressive and just pining every time he looked at his Aerophil. Like, his whole body was just, I pine for you. <clears throat> like, it was just the, the way his eyebrows and his face softened and, like, just the way his body posed. Was. It was incredible how much he put that into just body without being able to see the eyes. Guy plays ear fails great too. Michael Dude, Sheen, did you guys right? No, nah, I'm not sure it might be Michael Sheen, but he is also the head werewolf in Underworld. He's in a lot of things. He has extreme range. Like if you google like all the characters he's played, a lot of them vary so so much that it, it's like how is this just one person? Mm-hmm. A lot of British actors do that too. Mostly because there's like 12 British actors in the world. It is <laughs> Michael Sheen, yes. He was also in Twilight. He played one of the vampires in Twilight. I could see that. Yeah. But like, he goes from like, you know, being relatively buff in the world, given that that movie came out like 20 years ago, but still, to like now where he's like, oh, yeah, I'm a Xerophil. I got a bookstore. I'm a little pudgy. Hmm? I'm adorable. Oh man, he used to be with Sarah Silverman? Wow. That's a weird... Pairing. Well, I guess maybe not. Maybe I'm just thinking of him as a zero fail, to be fair. But God, is he? He's really great. Michael Sheen's fantastic. He played such a very good character of just sweet little, like, angel man. I think all the cat, like, um, the guy who played the, wist- w- the witch finder sergeant. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was perfect. Um, his neighbor was perfect. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't uh, think of a The single- girl who played Anathema. Yeah. Ooh, boy. Yeah. New, yeah. new waifu? New waifu. Oh, I see. It's fine, I guess. Uh, I think the only complaint I've heard from people is that the guy who played uh, Anathema's 
uh, future boyfriend and everything. Kind of bland as a character. But he was bland in the books, too. Yeah, yeah, he I was just supposed so. to be just like kind white of a John bread toast man dude. Kind mm-hmm. of thing. Which I guess makes sense. If they were transferring it over from the books, then yeah. But I really enjoyed it. Like, I was like very eager to continue watching it. I had such a good time with it. It was just the way it was presented is like my favorite way of things being presented. Like, it's another reason why Stranger uh, Stranger Than Fiction is one of my favorite movies. That kind of like, just, it's got its own kind of feel to it that's really hard to explain. People always ex- describe it as dry British humor, I guess, which is, yeah. It's just got this own kind of like, very kind of whimsical, but very dry and very, but it really sucks you in kind of feel to it. It's It's really fantastic. I don't know how else to really explain it. It's it's very charming. Yes, very charming. Yeah. The only thing that didn't make it from the books, the only big thing that didn't make it from the books, is the other four horsemen of the apocalypse. That was my kind favorite thing. Thing other the four riders. Too. They even were in the bar. Yeah. Like, you got death, you got you got war, you got uh, famine and uh, pollution. pollution, and they were just like, you know, you know, in the bar, just, you know, a quick little introduction of these other four, like... Writers and oh, yeah. In the book, there was just these four random biker dudes. I just decided to follow the four horsemen of the apocalypse and started naming themselves like other awful things. <laughs> like, like that guy kept was, changing uh, his name to like oh, waiting in line, rude checkout ladies. Yeah, something was like that that awful sweaty feeling you get when you eat something that has a lot of pork in it or something like that. Like <laughs> it was a really so long good. drawn out name for a horseman of just like this very specific terrible feeling. <laughs> And then they all just like run into like a, a wrecked car and die. And yeah, the four horsemen just keep going. But it was is my favorite part of the whole book, and I can't believe it didn't make it into the show. Uh, and the ending, it ended a little different in the books, but not by much. I don't think you actually saw Satan at the end of the book. Yeah, uh, yeah I think I think he was coming up through the ground, and all of a sudden, like his like um Adam's dad was there. Yeah, but I really like him like going into dust, like smoke, and then Adam's dad pulls up. Mm-hmm. That was real cool. Yeah, I really enjoyed the end with the body switching thing. That was so yeah, clever. Yeah, that was so clever. That wasn't in the books. Very enjoyable. I like how you could, uh, I think Aziraphale did an amazing job of playing Crowley. Crowley did not do such an amazing job of playing Aziraphale. Yep. Like when he was in the fire and he was like, Bleh, with the flames, I was like, Aziraphale wouldn't do that. Yeah. It's uncivilized. What is this? <laughs> I asked the Archangel for a towel. Like, oh, goodness. Like, but man, the fact that Aziraphale like laying in the tub as Crowley just like flicking water at the demons on the other side of the glass, I was like, saucy, saucy. saucy. <laughs> I, the 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 show really went into their relationship more than the book did because mm-hmm. in the book, it. like they were like, yeah, they're bros. They they know, you know, one angel, one demon. But you know, they're they've been friends, kind of kind of half-assing their jobs for centuries. Yeah. Yeah, the scene where Crowley goes into a church just to save his ear because yeah. he loves them, and then like they're in the they're in the car, <laughs> and he's like, "Won't you come with me? We can go to the Ritz or something." Which I like that in the end they do go to the Ritz. Which yeah, it's kind of like just saying like now his ear feels ready on a to, nice little dude this date. Is okay, yeah, they had a nice little dude date, or just a regular, or just probably just a, just, date. A, just a straight up date for sure. But, like, where, like, Aziraphale is all just, like, sadly, like, 
you go too fast for me, Crowley. And he like leaves, and I'm like, I'm heartbroken. You yeah. got it. What if Crowley's ready to be with you, and you're just you're wimping out? Stop being a wimp, Angel. But no, the scene where he's just like hopping through the fucking <laughs> church to try to get to his Aravel was very he's funny. Very hopping sweet. around like he's standing on lava. He's, he's like, like <laughs> on fire. Like <laughs> <laughs> that was definitely a little doctorish. Have you guys seen Doctor Who? <laughs> It was just, uh, it was very sweet. I love the narrator. Uh, mm-hmm. It was all very well done, very interesting. Did you guys skip the uh, intro scene at all? I skipped. We watched it the first time, then we skipped it the rest. Shame. You always got to watch it. Sorry, we were you just noticed trying new to get things. There were new things in each intro. No, but you noticed new things. Oh yeah, I heard like it was intentionally supposed to be like a big, big mash of different styles and. All that kind of actually, we never really skip intros. We always watch them. Like really? we've seen The Office nine times through now, and we've never once hit that. Sk- oh, I lied. Once I hit that skip button, and Big Boss is like, "Don't do that." The only two intros <laughs> I never skipped was the Game of Thrones intro, because just watching all those immaculate pieces just come together was yeah. so cool. And Avatar: The Last Airbender, because <laughs> hearing that monologue at the beginning of every episode just makes it. Yeah. Like long ago, the four nations lived together in harmony. It's like all right. I'm watching an Avatar Last Airbender episode. No, we skip everything else, though. Like, Shira and the Princesses of Power, we skip that intro every single time. Uh, Anime intros in general, I normally skip those. Yeah, I've actually, on my own, been skipping a lot of the uh, um, Evangelion intros. Every once in a while, when I want to hear that good, I'll listen. I know, when Hannah and I watch Boku no Hero Academia, we don't skip the intro. That's because uh, the song before last, like, fucking slapped hard. Like, it was so good. It was so pump up. And then, like, they changed it to a song that was less good. But the intro still looks nice, so we watch it regardless. If that ever comes back. Jeez. But, yeah, um, I did like the intro the first time I watched it. I like how they were, like, those little stumpy things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> little stumpy, kind of, kind of. Reminiscent of um, Monty Python animation. Yeah. yeah, also gave me a feel of like a the live action series of unfortunate events movie with a uh, Jim Carrey. Never seen it. Oh, was that Jim Carrey? I think it was, I think Jim. It was Jim Carrey. Wait, it, it had a it had the same kind of like opening kind of feel to it, like the same kind of look, almost like cut out kind of. Yeah. Look to it, yeah. Like it was like uh that as well. And I always enjoyed that a lot as a kid. That's I think that's where that kind of enjoyment of it started was with that movie, which is um I believe notoriously not good for people who have actually read the books because it's not really anything like the books and changed the ending completely, but I still absolutely loved it as a kid because I didn't give a shit about all that kind of stuff. And I feel like that really kind of started my love of that special feel that these things tend to have. Like, there's also another, what, uh, is it Neil Gaiman or Terry Pratchett one, the Postman? Uh, Going Postal. Going Going Postal postal is a Terry Pratchett. Going Postal is a Terry Pratchett uh, kind of like series, like one series thing that is also on Amazon Prime and it's got, it's incredibly similar in feel and humor and the way it's done, and I watched some of that with Hannah, and I really, really enjoyed it. Yeah, well. I watched the whole thing with her. It was real good. I it, think it was, was just really enjoyable. Two feature length episodes, right? Like just feature length movie it was, episodes. It was either Man. two or three. It might have been three. 
I really yeah. appreciate a show that doesn't ever stay its welcome. Yes, yeah, yeah. exactly. Six and out. It has a beginning, it has a middle, and it has an end. Mm-hmm. And they're not mm-hmm. cowards. They they will end it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely, like, definitely. Too often, like, a show just goes on too long. Like, The Office is a perfect example. The Office should have been six or seven seasons. Mm-hmm. But they just kept going and kept going and kept going. And that last season is rough. How I Met Your Mother, same way. Even though oh. Ted Mosby is the worst fucking human being in the world. Yeah, and if that I ending met was Ted the Mosby biggest slap in the face to everybody yeah. ever. Yep. But hey. it's still a good show. Like, if you cut out that last season, it's really funny. If you just ignore Ted, it's a good show. <laughs> I didn't actually watch the last season because I just heard it, horrible Mark. things about it, and just. I think it's all yeah. one day, and then that day's over, and then there's a small little like, oh yeah, this is you know, this is your mom, and then that thing happens, and it's yeah, yeah. no spoilers, but yeah, it's bad. Yeah, it's very bad. I would argue, uh, you know I'm like the biggest Friends fan in the world. I would say that Friends probably overstayed its welcome by a season or two as well. Yeah. And that ending kind of sucked as well. The very kind of like, I there's no way nobody's not, that is interested in seeing Friends hasn't seen the end of Friends by fucking now. Or at least knows what happens. So I'm going to go ahead and say it. But if you're like the rare minority, just fucking shut it off now, man. But the fact that she gave up the dream that she's been working on for years just in hopes of, like, going out with Ross again, who was, like, always the worst human being. The it epitome seems like every Satan caught him has one person who's the worst. Yeah, he's the Ted Mosby of Friends. He, he's the yeah. epitome of, like... Like yeah. he's yeah he's like oh I'm such a nice guy why don't women like me there was an entire episode where he was nothing but incredibly homophobic towards a male nanny they hired because the guy wasn't even gay he was just very sensitive and nice and good around kids and he was like men aren't supposed to be nannies gross and he fired him because of it and there wasn't any big moral lesson at the end he literally bullied Rachel into firing this male nanny who was perfect and everyone loved because he didn't like how sensitive and girly he was. So he's always been like the biggest dick in the world. And like their relation, they dated for a bit. He made a pros and cons list about why he should even be- bother being with her, which is why they broke up for a bit. They dated for a bit again. He fucked another girl and then like argued to the death that because they were like, on a break for an hour it was okay (laughs) and like so they were never a good couple at all they never clicked but for some reason the show had her give up her lifelong dream of being a designer in paris to turn around last minute and date ross and it was such a slap in the face for like everybody yeah it's like she could have been a strong independent woman there her whole arc was about how she was very codependent very couldn't do anything for herself she was a spoiled rich girl until she like got cut off by her parents she was like the epitome of like ooh, do this for me oh i don't know oh gross and throughout the series she becomes her own strong independent woman with her own interests takes an interest in becoming a designer works really hard to work her way up the ranks it was leading to this like now she gets to grow and be a strong woman doing her dream and at the very end they went just kidding she's gonna go back to ross and it was supposed to be romantic and i was like 
I mean, that's 90s romantic. Yeah, but yeah. I guess. But it still, like, <sighs> sucked. David Schremer does a really good job at playing a douchey character. Because he's he also this huge douchebag captain in um, Band of Brothers, if he, I remember right. You know, he also plays a huge douchebag character in the new Will and Grace series. He's Grace's love interest for a while, and he's the biggest asshole in the world. Like, literally, his job is that he runs a hate Twitter blog where all he does is talk about things he hates in the town they live in. That's his job. <laughs> this and is just, what he does in, in real life. Yeah, he's just a dick who's like, I hate things that make people happy. <laughs> and, like, he's just, like, a big douche, like, a big... He's, like, called the Grouch or something like that. I don't even remember, but... Like, he plays that character, too. That's pretty much all he does. But, yeah, I would say Friends even overstated his welcome, too. But this this series did a Six fantastic job. Six episodes and done. Yeah, it we, didn't um, feel too short. It was very well paced, and then it was just gone. Yeah, we uh, we, pay, we we paced ourselves one a night, except for when we got to episode five. And we're like, you know what, let's just finish it out. We did two a night. And then I think we skipped, like, a night in between, though, because we had stuff to do. But for the most part, we did two a night. How cool was it whenever, like, the M whatever, that interstate around London was on fire? Yeah. And Crowley was just, like, just driving his car, orc sciencing it so hard. He's like, yeah. you will not burn. You will not break. I love when he's, great. like, shit-talking the plants. And the plants are like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he just straight-up murders that plant in the most horrible plant murder scene in all of cinema. Yeah, he just uses fear tactics to keep his plants in line. But uh, I imagine it was something very similar to his car, how he made his car not catch on fire. I love that other demon that was just like, uh... Hester. Uh, yeah, like Hester that was like in the seat with him. Yeah. Like, um, maybe maybe we stop now. Hey, hey, maybe we stop now. And he's like, nah, we're going <laughs> for it. <laughs> Although it was also his own fault. Can I get a wahoo? With the stupid, like, presentation he did. He's the one who moved the circle around yep. to yeah. make it. Yeah, to where the interstate yeah. would make the symbol. To make yep. the, yeah. <laughs> I also love how nobody gave a shit when he did it, but now that it like paid off, they're like, "Good job. This was good. This was good." It's really like kind of a statement on like corporate bureaucracy. Yeah, how you can mediocre your way into success. Yeah, uh, definitely. Why did uh? Why was there a big stink about it? Oh, Christians, you know how they are. I would thought. I don't know. Maybe because I well, haven't been in that Well, not all Christians, mindset. of course. So disclaimer. But, uh, Hashtag not all. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of Christians were really pissed that, uh, first, God was a woman. And secondly, that it kind of portrayed even one demon in a somewhat good light. And they saw the whole thing was blasphemous to them. And then they started that petition to get it off Netflix, but it's not even on Netflix. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that, that was, was the whole funny. thing. Just like, just one of those radical Christian groups that was like, this is the thing we are angry about. We have decided this is it. And they like tried to go through all this stink about it. And obviously it didn't go anywhere. Yeah. But it's just absurd. I think. No, they admitted that they would take it down off of Netflix. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> oh, you're right. Dang. Dang, you guys are right. It's off Netflix. <laughs> I heard they're taking Stranger Things off Amazon Prime. Oh, man. <laughs> Not Stranger Things. How well else will I see Steve be really cool and have that one cool scene where he has Thank that baseball you. bat? You love Steve, too, right? He turns so cool. He's my favorite Kyle character. Kyle hates Steve. All of the teenage characters are not enough, not a fan of him. 
No, okay. But he was so okay. cool looking with the baseball bat, though. He had that just cool. We gotta watch the new season right. now that it's yeah, out. Yeah, same but... here. I don't know if yeah. I want to watch it or not. I, I think I think I liked where it ended with season two. I mean, I you're like, right, yeah, I, but I, I still want to watch it. I want it. There's some things. Um, what? I don't know. I think it's it's kind of nice knowing like, you know what? This is the ending. I'm like, I'm gonna stop watching it after this. Like, I I think that's a good habit to get into because. I'm afraid they're going to do season three and season four. Now the kids are in their young, early 20s and they're playing teenagers and yeah. it's just going to be going on for too long. I wish I would have done that with uh, House of Cards. Yeah. But House so. of Cards, the end of season two was a perfect way to end that. It yes. takes a lot of willpower, though, to see a show you really enjoy and just find an ending you like and be like, that's it. I'm done. There's this yep. book series I read not too long ago called Hyperion. There's like six or eight books. Yeah. That's, a, that's an older sci-fi series, mm-hmm. isn't it? Yeah. And after the, I think they do another arc after the first arc because it's basically the Canterbury Tales, and like, I got through the first arc, it ended perfectly, and I was like, this is nice, it's neat, it's wrapped up. I don't need to read anymore. I got the ending I want, hmm? even though there's like four or five more books out. That's I've heard so that about the Wheel of Time right? series actually. That like, if you, that so you could much. read like the first book of the Wheel of Time and just be done with it, and never read any of the other like twelve, and. I, I thought about doing that because I actually have the first Wheel of Time book. I just never actually read it yet. Hyperion is great, though. Yeah, we have it, too. I just also haven't read it, either. I have, uh, like, 60-something books I haven't read. First four books and out. That's that's how I suggest it. I have a lot of sci-fi books just because I can't help but pick up sci-fi books whenever I see them on sale and stuff. Because mm-hmm. that's, like, my favorite genre of shit. Hyperion's so good, though. And then and then we could talk about the Cruciforms. <laughs> and all the weird Catholicness. There's a lot of weird Catholicness in it, but it's great. Catholic Nicks. Catholicness. There's so many Catholic Nicks in there. Hey, it's my weird. name's Nick. I'm Catholic. You think they would have named him something else, but man, they were just obsessed. <laughs> and Nick is Nick is a very big name in Catholicism. Sure. Santa Claus, Saint Nick. Yeah. Uh, sure. <laughs> hey, Ritter, how'd you feel about um? How'd you feel about it? What? All the Catholic Nicks. Who? <laughs> Where am I? I don't know. No, I don't know. We're done right. with the, the spoiler. Yeah, I, I don't think Nicholas is that much of a Catholic. Yeah, I don't, it's not. I was just I, mis- I misspoke. <laughs> I feel like we've covered uh, pretty much all that we enjoy. I mean, I'm sure there's more stuff. I'll be like, oh, I should have brought up that other part. I like, but you get the general gist. It was fantastic. We really enjoyed it. Fantastic. Day I fucking. knew. And day fucking Crowley Bottoms ship them. Well, okay, 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 yeah. okay, okay. Uh-huh. What the fuck does ship them mean? It's I ship them. Ship means like I don't. You like you pair them together. You think it's just I don't know. It's just been I've a, heard this word. You ship them means that you been, want them to yeah, be together. It's been a fandom term since pretty much right, the Dan. beginning of fandom. It means you, you want those two okay. or more to be together. I ship them. Here, this here. is my ship. I am shipping these. Like when I wrote fan I, fiction a lot. I heard this term like two months ago and it's been confusing me, but not enough for me to remember that it's confusing yeah. me. It's ask. been around for a long time. Yeah. Anytime you see somebody X, somebody else, like the letter X. It means ship. Like, like here's I ship your, them. all right, Evangelion, right? Shinji, Ray or Asuka? Neither. Cause one is. Okay. Or Masato. I haven't. Masato's also in the running, potentially. No one. He's too young. Baby. Okay, but like, fast forward 10 years, then who? I don't know. Who, what kind of person is he? 
Just pick one. <laughs> no, I'm not picking any. He needs more details. I need okay. to finish out the series. Series. What's his you political can, standing? You can pick what are one his from hobbies? Right now. What's his favorite color? Then what changes? I'm trying to think of a series that you. All right, have so Gurren Lagann. Um, I mean Crowley and Azirafel. That's what we're talking about, right? Crowley and Oh, he ends up with uh, what's her face? Who? I, I no spoilers for Gurren Lagann. Okay, hey, but like, a... all right, avoid spoilers. Simone, Nia or Yoko? Nia. Okay, then that's your ship. I, that's, that's not my your... ship. That's can. No, well, it, that's your people... one true pairing. Some people will ship like the other ones, and it's like, oh, that shit. Just because it's not canon doesn't mean uh, there's this thing called fanon instead, is where the fans make up their own kind of like canon for That's the show. Do you ever do you ever it's feel a, oh that there was a boat that you were supposed to get on, but that ship? You don't want to get on this boat. You no. don't want to get on this boat. Listen, I feel this, too old for this. this is back you don't want to get on this boat. Twilight, like I mean, when they it would definitely do is. What's like her face with Team the Edward, the, Team yeah. Jacob kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, I guess this is always been a thing. I just the it term has. shipping this sounds so there new. Must, there and, must be some story that you've seen where it's like, oh, I hope this guy ends up with this chick or this whatever. That at the basic of most basic example that I can give, yeah, surely you must have had something. This concept of shipping also assumes that you actually care enough about them getting together, and that's like a big thing, uh, the driver for you in the story. Which I yeah. definitely do, because I love romance. And but... I never do. I, I understand why people do it, but whenever I read things, I like. I don't ever hope that one person gets with another. Oh, I do. I just... I just read story and experience it, and that's it. They're gonna, all of Persona. Any of the who do you ask, Link Max? No, that's different because I'm the character. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's fine. You that's can like have a ship that's with like yourself. master. That's you can't have self insert. That's waifuism, though. Yeah, it is. Okay. They do make self insert fan fictions, like where they'll feel. write themselves with another character, but that's bad. I feel Listen, so old. Uh, my biggest shame is when I was in high school, I wrote fan fiction. Blech. I didn't write any self-insert fan fiction, but I did write <coughs> fan fiction. And, uh, like, I don't know, you write ships and stuff like that. That's what you quick, do. Quick, 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 <laughs> quick. Okay, so are mine carts on this track real quick? I'm going to hit that lever. We're now on this track. Yo, did I show you oh. the video for ShrekCon? Yes, you showed me okay. the video for ShrekCon. Yeah. All right. Bad. You say bad? I thought you, that'd be your jam. I told you it's bad. It's too chaotic. It's too chaotic for me. Like but I the love Shrek. Eating contest. I love Shrek in its purest and most true form. Of I really think it's a cinematic masterpiece in the plot <laughs> and all of that. And it's very funny to me, and I always enjoy it. The humor that's meant to be funny is funny, not just the concept of Shrek. Like I very truly enjoy it wholeheartedly. That Shrek fest is just a chaos How of many like meme lords, meme doing, lords. Yes. doing um Smash Mouth so by All Star. So <laughs> many fucking weird meme lords there. Like it's just it's also All Star by Smash Mouth. I know, but the joke is to say it backwards. <laughs> I see. By the way, Dan, that wasn't the mine cart, that was a segue. The, oh, oh no! Oh no! I had to get a segue in this episode somehow. All right, it's so only I took for big... people who listen to the spoiler cast. I took Big Boss to Pittsburgh. To, for our birthday. Okay. And we went to Carnegie, the science museum. Nice. But as we're in, in Pittsburgh, like we were going to turn right, a huge pack of Segway tourists You're started crossing me. the street. <laughs> You're kidding me. Yeah. What did I tell and you? And there's this one guy, this one guy who was with the group, but you could tell that was his own Segway. He didn't have the same helmet. He was doing like Segway tricks. 
You're kidding. That's insane. Maybe he just goes and trolls. Maybe he's just, just trying to show off his 6A weight skills. Maybe. I mean, if you had that skill, where else are you going to show him off? I guess. Yeah. This is my one true talent. I'm the alpha segue here. <laughs> what happens if <laughs> two alpha segues meet? Do they, they have gotta, to like butt they gotta, their like, segues together? Segway jousting, like we said in the last segway episode. Segway jousting. <laughs> it all comes back to segues. You segway joust. <laughs> Using other segues as your actual lance. Oh, more creepy! Big Brother <laughs> oh. is listening to me. Ugh. Guess, Ooh. guess what movie was recommended for me? Public. Yeah. Yeah. God damn! Yeah. I hate oh, I hate this dystopian yeah. future I live in. <laughs> yeah. That's the creepiest ones where you know you haven't typed anything in. You just know that you said it out loud, and that's it. That fucking Fire Stick right there yeah. is hey, listening Google, to me. Hey Google, we love Paul Blart. Hey Google, we love Paul Blart. Hey Fire Stick, we love Paul Blart. Show us Paul Blart. You just activated like seven. Well, no, nobody's. I'm gonna ruin Dan's systems. thing. He's gonna get nothing but Paul. Hey Blart. Alexa, buy Paul Blart Mall Cop Two on Blu-ray. <laughs> You didn't specify the number of copies. You're going to have like 14 copies of Paul Blart. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Somebody's real mad at us right now. I saw Paul Blart 2 in theaters, and it was one of the worst experiences of my life. Man, I can't <laughs> wait to November whenever the next episode of To Death to Us Blart comes out, and our beautiful, beautiful Macro Bullet was are forced to watch that movie I again. I haven't got to that part in this, the podcast yet when they start doing that. I have also haven't They've been doing it for four time. years now. I haven't gotten to it. I'm still in like 2013, I think. Maybe 2012. Yeah, maybe. All right. All right. So we've gotten off the spoiler cast. I think, I think we've done all we I think that's a podcast. To. I think it is. It's a little bit longer than usual because we missed some time. We so missed you guys. We, we have a three you. hour podcast. Yeah. I hope you enjoy that extra hour of quality content. This Quote is the most quality. content that we'll ever quality. So yeah, you can check us out on the interwebs anywhere. You just type in table stop. We have a email address, tablestopcast at gmail dot com. Uh, there we go. We got it. Oh, uh, we simultaneously upload the prior episodes on YouTube. So yep. like, comment, subscribe, hit the bell. Uh, what's more, YouTube Brofist is that a YouTube? Oh no, that's PewDiePie. We gotta cut that. We gotta cut that right there. Bro fists. No, we gotta cut that. Like, we, gotta we gotta get that out of there. Leave it. Live with your mistakes. Oh, um, gross. We gotta cut that. Gross. Uh, let me think more. You two isms. <laughs> hey, fuck that guy. I do not condone. I do this. not condone him. But right. <laughs> also, uh, we have a subreddit now. We do I, have a subreddit. I, uh, it is we? on par with the YouTube. It has the links to all of our uh, places that we have our podcast up, like. A little sticky to the top or a thumbnail, whatever they call it on Reddit. But it, I put the YouTube episodes on there as they're like released. So if you're looking only at the subreddit for the episodes, it's an episode behind as well. If you want to be the most up to date with our content, you're going to want to check our Facebook, Tumblr, Twitter, and most importantly, Anchor and all the other places that Anchor has us, like the Spotify and the Apple and all yeah, that Yeah, if you're stuff. listening to this, you know where you found it. Yeah, you know. Also, more importantly, if you uh, if you start posting pictures of segues on our subreddit, that would bring me joy. It would. We only have two people in our subreddit right now, and it's me and Dan. Kyle and, and Ritter aren't even <laughs> Wait, in I thought it, I did they that. they have Reddit. <laughs> uh, I have Reddit. I do Reddit. <laughs> yeah. They have Reddits, and they're not even part of our subreddit. I'll have to do that. I thought I had already done that. <laughs> so please, Whoops. please come join us on Reddit. We have. I don't have a lot going on. <laughs> yep. Well, I guess that's the ball game. I guess that's how the cookie crumbles. That's not how it goes. I guess that's, that's not how the. Dude. Okay. Bye. <laughs>